0: do want to remind you guys to go over to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. Very important. Uh, you know, Lola puts out uh, newsletters and things like that, keeps you guys notified of things going on, sales, etc. You can also find deals and all that stuff on HankStrange.com, as well as the patches... Check it out. Everybody loves a good patch. So we got these patches on there. You can help support us. You can also go to Ballistic Ink. There's a link in the description. There's a link in the chat here and all that kind of stuff. Go to Ballistic Ink. They're selling lots of cool stuff. If you guys want to, I'll go on the website at some point if folks out there want me to. But they're selling uh, sunglasses. They're selling... What is it now? I think I saw backpacks over at Ballistic Ink, Right? Um, T-shirt, yeah, they've got watches, there's t-shirts, there's all kinds of cool, awesome stuff that you guys can get over there, not just for me, you can get it from other people, you can help support uh, a lot of folks in the gun community. Big shout out to Franklin Armory, thanks so much to them for sponsoring the podcast, uh, we appreciate that. I do have a video up on the BFS C-3, no, BFS 3 C-something, 22, something, whatever, the 1022 <laughs> trigger. I have a video um, up on that. You guys could check it out. So, all right, let's get into everything here. I think everything's good. Uh, Kathy, music lover, says uh, Hank is loud and obnoxious. Okay, that sounds normal. That sounds normal. Okay, let's get this going here. Um, I I've been forgetting to hit the open, so I'm gonna hit it right now.
1: Welcome back Boo! to the Hank Strange Situation. All right, make sure Lifestyles. you guys subscribe, like walk, thumbs up, ring it.
0: the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. And we are live. You know what the deal is, ladies. Can we see the jazz hands? I shouldn't get any kind of... Mary, why do you not want to do the jazz hands? <laughs> You know, I have all kinds of tough guys come on this show, and they do the jazz hands, and you don't want to do the jazz hands, apparently. at
2: least get a participation trophy. I yeah. try. Yeah. You
0: have to. This is—it's an icebreaker. We're trying to take it back from the communists okay that's we're trying to take back jazz hands <laughs> all right so we are live i hope you guys have your big girl panties on out there because uh we're, we're gonna talk about whatever we want to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about this is episode 621 of the who Move my freedom podcast like i said my guests are i'm gonna start with latina locked and loaded joanna latina locked and loaded she's here what's up joanna
3: hey guys all as well
0: awesome awesome we had your, uh, do I say, do I say worse half? Is that what I'm supposed to say? You no, know. he's
3: definitely the better half.
0: So, really? Okay. All right. Because, you know, people, people say better half. Like if it was him, I would say, oh, you know, your better half was on the show. But since it's you, so, you know, I figure I'd just say the worse half. <laughs> but, or whoever, is this how it goes? Whoever it is says the other person's the better half?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I never, hear, I never hear.
0: I never hear Lola saying that about me. <laughs> she never thinks I'm the better half. So anyway, <laughs> we had PRP, uh, Puerto Rican pistolero, on yesterday. Joanna, welcome back to the show. Um, very special guest joining us. Rhonda Mary is in the building.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Such <laughs> well, a lovely
0: welcome me
2: <laughs> yeah. but hey y'all I am I've been invited back so thanks for having me
0: yeah what was, what was Lola saying I said Rhonda looks like your niece. oh Rhonda says you look like one of my nieces I mean Lola says you look like one of my nieces sorry I'm getting that totally mixed up
2: you have yes. some beautiful nieces sounds like
0: yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> we're see the top of your head's kind of cut off i don't know if that's deliberate you want us to see the shirt is that what's going yeah, on here? I want to see Yeah, anti statist. what's the rest of it say what's the re- what's a uh, below the anti-status it anti-statist? says
2: an advocate noun an advocate of freedom skeptic of government anti-boot
0: oh, okay yeah. awesome yeah i like that i like that and i also kind of like this uh this kind of like dreadlock. What, what? How would you describe you here? Tell me.
2: These are called so. faux locks.
0: Faux locks. Okay, so they're, they're for, not real.
2: They're for people that like the idea of locks but don't, you know, like commitment. So oh. that's me. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack out of that. <laughs> there's a lot. We could get deep. <laughs> right. But it looks good. It looks good on you. I like it, and it's kind of like purplish, right?
2: Um, it's the same color as my actual hair, which is like a kind of like a dark reddish
0: color. Oh, okay. So you were born with dark reddish hair, or is this? I
2: wasn't born with. <laughs> because, <laughs> kind of getting to all the secrets. Right? And, you know?
0: I like it. I like it. <laughs> you know? Thank this you. is my kind of show. There's beautiful women on the show, and and then me. <laughs> so we could call it Beauty, Beauty, and the Beast. Okay, I liked it. It yeah. has a little thing to it. Yes. You're right, Hank. Yes. You're yeah. right. You know, in my younger days, if you guys would have seen me in my younger days, you know, I was pretty good looking. Uh, You know, I'm not trying to be, you know, brag or anything like that, but I was pretty hot. I was pretty hot. I'm just saying, right. I'm just saying, yeah. Those, those were, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, you know, but hey, I lived it and I enjoyed it and I recommend it for everyone. <laughs> So, uh, people are saying welcome back to you guys out there, shout out to everyone who's out there, smash the thumbs ups, okay, very important, we appreciate that, um, you know, smash those thumbs ups, share this if you can, so we do have, we do have the ladies here tonight, kind of, this this is ladies night, it's ladies night, you'll never get rid of me, you'll never get rid of me, I always have to be here, I'm kind of like, you know, what do they call, what is it, the, uh, the ringleader? What is the guy in the circus?
3: Yeah, the ringleader.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of like that, so I have to be here. But what what's on the what's on the minds of the women?
3: I kind of want to hear about Rhonda Mary's um, recent event. I was following Uh it on Instagram. Oh, so you go right in? I want to ask her about that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: (laughs) right in. I was trying to ease into that, Rhonda, but okay. It's
3: like, boom,
2: straight yeah. So
0: you went to, let's just, just to let, set it up for the folks out there, what was this event you went to?
2: So I basically went to a 2A rally that mm-hmm. was actually hosted by a local Black Lives Matter chapter in Richmond, Virginia. So okay. that's where I was this weekend. They actually invited me to speak. Um, And so I spoke while I was there. I got a chance to meet some really cool people, and got a chance to meet the um, young man that is uh, basically leading that organization.
0: So, can you tell us the name of the particular name of this uh, BLM?
2: Yes, this is this is BLM seven five seven.
0: Okay, and what does that seven five seven mean?
2: I think that's the area code. I'm pretty sure. Okay of the area they're representing.
0: Okay. So, and these and so they're uh, part of they're affiliated with the regular Black Lives Matter that we all know about. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Right? Okay.
2: Well, that, so that's the interesting thing, right? Um I actually interviewed him and it's it's kind of weird uh They are affiliated, they are under the same name, but he Mm -hmm. is very um, forthcoming about the fact that they don't get huge support from the national organization, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, they don't support a lot of things that the national organization does, Mm -hmm. Um, and that they're more super laser focused on their actual area and working with the people that's there. Okay. Do they ever get um political? Now, actually, uh Spike Cohen was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He was there as well.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's from the Libertarian Party. Yes. I, don't know he if is I was interrupting from the you. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and in one of the speeches, um the guy, his name is Jafari, he did mention that he wants um people to start looking at more than just Republican or Democrat, maybe branching out Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, dealing with other, like third parties and things like that. And there was a, I know a conservative guy that was there. I can't remember what city he was from, but he was with one of the gun groups and he was, he's running in, I can't remember what state.
0: Okay. Um, Was this a conservative black guy? Yes. Okay. All right. So before, like, I, I mean, I you know, we really should deep dive into this. Um, I would like to know where everyone's at when it comes to Black Lives Matter. Um, I'll start with me. I believe that Black Lives Matter, every single life on the face of the planet, regardless of, you know, what your complexion has to be, matters, in my opinion. Um, you know, and I understand basically, to me, I understand where that, um, where... The movement is coming from in everyone's minds, but whenever I deep dive into it, I see a lot of stuff that uh, I don't agree with, you know, uh, ways of life or principles and things like that that are set forth that I personally don't believe believe in. So that's me. All right. So I don't know if you want to tell us, Rhonda, or maybe uh, Latina Locked and Loaded wants to tell us what she thinks about that before we all get into this, but... We can start with you, Rhonda, if you want. What did you think about BLM before you did this? Are you a member of BLM?
2: No, I am not. And so actually I was quite shocked when I Mm -hmm. was even invited. Mm -hmm. Um, Speak because, first of all, I'm not even going to an unarmed rally amongst unarmed people, so don't even ask me.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, And so, to find out they were even hosting a 2A rally, I was super shocked. And then that they would ask me because I've had some kind of harsh criticism Mm -hmm. for the national organization, right? Um, As far as the organization goes, I would say that the organization has been co opted. So, years Mm -hmm. ago, I was doing deep dive research into Black Lives Matter, into the original organizers. Um, you had uh, Darren Seals, who mm-hmm. was one of the original people in Ferguson that was murdered. Okay? Mm-hmm. I believe he murdered. I think it... If I remember correctly, they may have said some type of suicide or something. Um, Mm -hmm. But he was speaking out about a lot of people coming there, basically co-opting that movement and changing it into something that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like it's um, unfortunate. But when something goes that mainstream media, the chances of it not not being um, co-opted is highly unlikely. Mm -hmm. And so... I don't particularly care for the organization as a whole or how it's being shown in the media. But I do know that there are some people that have been to the rallies, been to the protests. They may not know some of the history and a t- twist and turns of it. You may have some people participating in good faith under what they believe is protesting mm-hmm. police brutality and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's it's a lot i wouldn't necessarily say i'm just a supporter of, of black lives matter however i do understand you do have some people maybe working with or that have been a part that um, aren't bad people
0: mm-hmm. okay all right um that's I, I think i understand exactly where you're coming from there joanna do you what's your opinion of black lives matter before we um, deep dive pretty into much it same
3: i no. obviously believe. Black Lives Do Matter. Um, I have issues with the organization. Obviously, everybody knows of the um, political ties, the Marxist ties. Um, I actually attended a Black Lives Matter rally right here in my hometown because I live pretty close to um, the city hall. is pretty close by. So I walked to it. Um, I checked it out. And I was disappointed that it basically turned into a political rally that has nothing to do with the movement.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, Obviously, there's the strange tie to the LGBT thing. I don't really understand why that's such a big thing on like, I don't know if it's still on their website, but on the website, they were focusing more on black trans versus just black people. So that kind of brings up the question, what about black men? Um, Mm -hmm. Why don't you care about black men? So Mm -hmm. there's definitely like problems with the organization that I have and also problems like, Oh, if you really did care about black lives, then why aren't you addressing things? Kind of like, I don't know if you saw that, that ad, the political ad for, I forgot her name, the girl with the red ch- dress Yeah, and shoes I call her and, Kim K,
0: but I think it's Kasich? Yeah. Kasich?
3: Yeah, I think that's yeah, her name.
0: Yeah, Kimberly Kasich, yeah.
3: Um, I think that's a fantastic ad that brings up, you know, there's been decades of a certain party, you know, controlling these cities, and who are the people who are most suffering in these cities. Mm-hmm you know, if you really did care about Black Lives, why aren't you doing anything for these, you know, communities yeah. in these cities? So yeah. I, I th- think that it should be addressing. And I think that it, it how much money have these organizations taken and how, what are they actually doing for the communities?
0: Right. So. I think there's definitely issues that, uh, as people of color, right, we we all deal with. And um, I know, I feel some, I, I, I don't know if this is what you were, if what we, this is what you were looking for, but a lot of times when I see a lot of that message, I'm like, where's where's the pushback against all the black on black violence Mm -hmm. you know where's the pushback against all the people of color that are you know pushed into having abortions and things like that
2: so my thing is i hear people say that often Mm -hmm. and i don't think i don't think that's a fair critique Mm -hmm. um i think well i will say this Mm -hmm. i don't think it's a fair critique on the uh the initial premise of what the organization was supposed to be, mm-hmm. what the organization was supposed to be was an organization to um, to actually focus on police brutality. And so mm-hmm. that happens to be the name they picked. Like, for example, my um, aunt has an organization and um, the organization says something about like working with one community at a time or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's fair for if she's focused here to be like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? That's just a name.
0: That makes sense. Her, yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And so, but.
0: Because be we, speaker, we do have to focus on things, right? Ultimately, right, in life, we right. have to focus on points. And then, like you said, things get co-opted. And then by the time, in general, we all get catch up to it, yeah. the way it's reflecting, we don't like how that's bouncing off of us. Even though we might agree with the with, – like, I agree with the idea that there, that there's – at least there's a – there's an issue here. You know, I agree with that. And, and, and I think that somehow we have to address that and fix it. There's different parts of that issue. Some of it is perception. Some of it's reality.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: And, and so um, I do think now where the – pushback does come is now when we're in 2020 and you have leaders from the national organization going on TV and saying, Oh yeah, well, you know, this was really a a trans movement or we were always working on behalf of trans people. Now it's mm-hmm. like, you got people sitting at home like, okay, now what are we supporting? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's wrong for an organization to pick a very, you know, just central thing of what they want to work towards or what they want to do, mm-hmm. um, but yes, then after when it's you see, I'm sorry,
0: you said you don't think it's okay, or you do think it's okay. You do think it's okay for them to pick this one thing that they want to go after, or
2: yeah, okay,
0: all right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm.
2: then when you have that organization, that's co-opted, mm-hmm. you know, such and such. I'm not gonna say the name because I I don't know how it is over here at your channel, but. Mm-hmm. Drops
0: a bag off for certain people, and it's like <laughs> All right. you know, Soros. <laughs> you can say, it. Rhonda, <laughs> oh, listen, okay. Rhonda. Anything that you want to talk about? Same thing, uh, Joanna. Okay. Anything you guys want to talk about? Look, there might be some people that get triggered or set off. The whole reason why I say you got to have your big girl panties on is we're not supposed to necessarily agree with each other. This is I'm trying to avoid the just preaching to the crowd thing, right? right. So we don't have to agree. You know, and I'm open to hear exactly how people think. That's what's important to me, right, for us to have those discussions. But we're probably, I think, we're safely all in the same zone of Soros. And it's, it's, it's you know, people realize that Soros has dumped a, a lot of money into Black Lives Matter over the years. What, like a billion dollars or something? Yeah. So it's been co-opted. You've had some stuff with, like, Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, co-opted the movement, a lot of people, including myself. I'm a, I'm an immigrant. And uh, my family gave up a lot to come to America. And, you know, there's just certain things that don't make me happy. You know, I don't, it doesn't, I don't, there's problems, but I don't hold that against America as a whole, or things like the flag. I think those should be the things that unify us. That we should all get behind if we're trying you know either we're trying to burn down America and the idea of America which I don't want to do I'll rather fight for that but fix the problems that we have and then when people come along and their whole thing is to burn down the idea of what America is I have issues with that right it's the same thing when it comes to uh like police violence for example you know I've I grew up in New York City I've had extensive dealings with police officers members the of my family that are police officers all kinds of stuff right both ways i've had cops point guns at my head everything you know i think there's a problem there and we should fix it versus burning it all down i'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you
2: uh, I, I, no
1: it's okay I,
0: yeah I yeah you forgot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i think you were saying i think you were saying that there's people who came in like we were talking about soros that came in and took over the whole organization and it went in a completely left direction
2: right yeah so i don't on the original premise that we were all given and a lot of unassuming good faith people that were like okay cool we're we care about you know issues like police brutality and they're like Black Lives Matter. This is about police brutality. This is what our organization focuses on, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have people like Soros dropping a bag off. You have them funneling money mm-hmm. to the DNC. You have people um, you know, like the Kaepernicks, and now you have the the Bubba Wallace's, you know, you have all these people kind of dipping a little bit into the pot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the narratives are going each and every way. And now you have to Add some of everything, right? Because mm-hmm. now, oh no, it's not about the nuclear family. Oh no, it's about trans lives. Oh no, it's about immigration. Oh no, it's about now it's about everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then people now can come in with that criticism like, well, so if it's about this and it's about that and it's about this and it's about that, why not that too? Yeah. And um, So yeah, it's uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not in you know, it's, it's interesting, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but this was the point I was trying to make. A lot of those people that were originally in Ferguson were Black men. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people have been murdered now, mm-hmm. or in jail, and a lot of the original information about what happened in Ferguson going into Black Lives Matter and how it was co-opted, a lot of that stuff has been scrubbed from YouTube, scrubbed from the internet. Mm-hmm. So, um, other than the oral histories of people still talking about it, some of those videos that are still available of Darren Seals and just the people that were researching it at the time and, and remembering, remembering these things, otherwise it's like modern day book burning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's true. And that's why it's interesting that they invited you right to get back to the point. I just wanted to set the stage for everyone out there because, you know, people might jump in here and not know why we're having this discussion or anything like that or where we're at. So, OK, we established that, right? You can go look at look up Rhonda Mary. I see her stuff I, I like I follow her on Twitter. You know, I see what she has to say. Same thing with Latina locked and loaded me. Of course, I run my mouth. You guys know what I think about stuff. Um, I was surprised when you you said you were going to this. I think I saw you. Devin went out there as well, uh, Trenchwork Chronicles. So uh, how did these guys find you? Why did they invite you?
2: Um, basically, they found me through Dev. Okay. And so uh, Dev was kind of like, you know, communi- you know, the person we were communicating with. Mm-hmm. And when Dev told me, I was like, you sure I was like, have they seen my Twitter? <laughs> have they seen my Instagram? Yeah. you know he was like, nah, it's cool. He was like this, you know he was like, you'll see when you meet this guy, but he's a little bit more rogue. That's the term terminology view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right, and I went out there um actually, it was a super diverse crowd. um mm-hmm. you had a lot of different two a groups out there. I think you had the Black Panthers from. Virginia you had um some of the like the Boogaloo Boys you had okay. um uh, uh, it was another group there I know
0: guerrilla did guerrillas and guns go with you or you you uh, met up with him first because he was here he yeah he was shouting you out he was here I think he had to leave because he said it was his wife's birthday so happy birthday to his wife I think John Crump's wife also has a birthday happy birthday to uh Mrs. Crumpy as well. Um, Sorry about that. So okay. So there were a lot of. So it wasn't just uh, Black Lives Matter people there. There were there were some other groups mixed in. Okay. There was a
2: lot of two A groups there Mm -hmm. that came to support. Um, And that that's why I was happy to experience that moment to see that Mm -hmm. see that like for my own eyes because it kind of annoys me when Mm -hmm. people like get online and they're like. Why doesn't this story go viral? Why doesn't the news media talk about these people? Why doesn't Black Lives Matter talk about this person that was killed by the police? Well, they do, but you don't know because you aren't there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people and the main people they were talking about were, were the similarities between Duncan Limp and the Breonna Taylor case and how to get rid of things like red flag laws, to get rid of things like um, no-not warrants would be helpful to, to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was
0: a lot of different people. Yeah. One of the problems that we we have here, uh, Joanna, feel free to jump in here anywhere that you want to. Uh, The media, (laughs) you know, the whole idea of if it bleeds, it leads. They have their own narrative that they want to push. So um, I don't know anything about Black Lives Matter that the rest of us don't know. Uh, You know, Rhonda Mary may have some insights. That's why we're talking about this but the media is gonna take any group and if that fits their narrative of what they're trying to push, they're gonna push that one thing up there and we just we honestly, we don't know, right? Because we're not on the the ground fighting that battle every day or even looking at that every day because there's so much to look at and then it seems like all of us now are on social media so everyone's not even looking, they're putting their stuff out there and they're like, how come everyone's not looking at me? Right. Right? So uh, what did you I'm sorry, Joanna, did you want to ask something?
3: Yeah, I did. Um, So this particular chapter of BLM, um, did you ever have a conversation with them with any of them about or do any of them express their views about what's going on in, let's say, like Portland?
2: Um, I did know. I do know he didn't. uh, Nobody directly said anything about Portland. However, they did say some of the things they mentioned while I was there were uh, you see how far away the police are. They don't bother on protesters. They mentioned that this was about unity. Um, The guy that was over, he did say that I don't want any of the media people here to switch the headlines. We are all here together for the same Um, Calls, and he also said that um, they they don't. It's like peaceful. It's about peaceful protesting, Mm -hmm. and so no, he didn't call any of the organizations out specifically. He did mention that it's a lot of local chapters that Mm -hmm. don't like how. The organization is being um, shown nationally, and they don't agree with a lot of the things that's going on. But he said he wasn't going to mention those other chapters. He will let them take it upon themselves. Yes. Yeah.
0: Can you um, do you remember his name or something so we can look him up here? I
2: uh-huh. it earlier, but his name is Jafari.
0: J a okay.
2: J a p h a r i.
0: Okay, so it's Black Lives Matter seven five seven. Yeah. Seven five seven and uh J A P J A
2: P H A R I. A R I.
0: I'm just, I'm just gonna look it up so that while we're uh while we're, um, talking about it. So what uh what's his mission for Black Lives Matter Seven Five Seven?
2: So I know a couple of things he mentioned to me was that um they are uh working on things like um. It's like a lot of stuff going down in Virginia with the the gun laws and stuff like that. It's one particular one that they're focused on right now that I cannot remember Mm -hmm. off the top of my head. But Mm -hmm. y'all know the stuff y'all heard about, like Ralph Northam and everything that's going out Mm -hmm. in Virginia. So I know that's one of the main things that they're focusing on. Mm -hmm. Um, The red flag laws, the... Uh, the red flag laws, no, not warrants. They talked a lot about the Breonna Taylor case and trying to bring more attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about working with, uh, local politicians, regardless of the party line who would be open and listening to, uh, their mission and things like that. Um, those are just some of the things.
0: Yeah that we talked about i just uh while you were talking there i just pulled up this um this article i could throw i could show it again for the folks out there so the headline and this is where is this 13 news now it says black lives matter 757 speaks out against riots looting you know uh let's honor george floyd's family nobody is hurting as much as them and let's do this uh for the lives that have been lost and not ourselves And then it goes into, you know, them talking to him, Uh, Black Lives Matter 757 is speaking out against recent violent protests that happened in Hampton Roads. BLM President Aubrey Jafari Jones explained they did not start or provoke riots like the ones that led to curfews in Hampton and in Virginia Beach. We would like to let the world know that we are in no way, shape or form involved in any type of violence or misconduct that took place last night or any nights here in the 757 said jones so just from just from looking at that right and we don't pay attention to this stuff all the time seems reasonable to me and you
2: know that's one that's why i really i really like highlighting people that don't get the mainstream media like their voices aren't highlighted and that's why i was important to do this story to me because you know people are screaming fake news but you know you'll get online and you'll you know rage tweet about yeah. fake news but then you don't give other people that may not look like you may not think like you you don't give these other people that same grace mm-hmm. and so it's like unless you're going to look at all white people the same way all republicans the same mm-hmm. way all red hats the same way all nra members the same way all of anybody right mm-hmm. um, the same way then i just don't think that's fair and so i'm you know i'm not naive and i would never try to misguide anybody because we have seen a lot of you know destruction and very polarizing story however that doesn't take away from the fact that there are other stories that exist mm-hmm. as well
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you, did you have any other questions, Joanna? Um, No,
3: that's pretty much, I was really interested in, in, in that, um, I was following it closely, uh, her on, uh, going to this on, on IG. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I think it's really, really, um, an awesome, awesome chapter, um, that really is focusing on the true meaning, you know? And I feel like it's, it's hard to, I think when everything initially happened, I was very supportive of the event of nationally. And then when stuff started coming out and I started, you know, having issues with it, it was kind of hard because I still support the movement, but it's hard mm-hmm. when you have, you know, all this stuff tied to it that I don't believe in or think is problematic.
2: So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of awesome. Understandable. I think that's understandable. And I think that's a fair assessment.
0: Yeah. That's why everyone has to um, attempt at least And it's tough in the current kind of media thing that we're dealing with, but you have to attempt to take control of your own narrative. (laughs)
2: Absolutely, and that's something I talk about like like all the time because I even knew Like when the George Floyd thing first happened, something that I was really adamant about talking about on YouTube. I was like, y'all just watch. I was like, right now we're talking about things like ending qualified immunity. I was like, just watch how soon we aren't going to be talking about that. It's not going to be the conversation anymore. Mm -hmm. And it turned into, you know, syrup bottles and street signs and statues. Mm -hmm. And I'm like.
0: Yeah, what's happening? They'll
2: do, it. They'll do yeah. it every time.
0: Yeah, and, the, and we don't, ha- and then we don't have action. We don't actually fix the stuff that we exactly. all agree on.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and if you don't know any better, you'll think the average black person is just out here caring about cert bottles and people yeah.
0: most just want or, to feel safe. Or if you I don't, know. if you don't know p- better, for example, uh, I see he was in the chat. I don't know if he's still there, but my friend JP from Blue Rifle Society—that's a police officer in Connecticut. He's not happy uh, about a, lo- a lot of things that are happening there, right? In his opinion, the bad cops don't need to be there. They make guys like him, you know, look bad, right? So the thing is, is when, when, when we have an issue like that where everyone could come to that table, including the police officers, right, and we could go, yeah, this is no good. We should fix this. We shouldn't have no-knock raids. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that that's what we should focus on somehow we get sidetracked a lot of it has to do with the message and us being able to get out there it's the reason why i do this and by the way if if uh if jafari if he wants to come on here and talk about stuff i'm open to that right
2: i will definitely let him know
0: yeah i think folks out there would would like to um to hear about that uh and uh, Brick says there's 72 watching, 45 thumbs ups. You won't get Rona for thumbing up. I promise. <laughs> Do smash those thumbs ups, okay? Uh, what was your What was your takeaway? What was your takeaway from all of this, Rhonda? My takeaway
2: um, is honestly, I think that even to see people that are maybe different in culture, different in political thought, to be able to come together um, and see why this one particular thing is important for all of us. I think that was like my biggest takeaway and for even me to remember, cause it's like my whole YouTube is based off talking about how trash the media is. And even I sometimes it's like, yeah, this is exactly how they're painting it to me. And mm-hmm. it's just not always the case. Mm-hmm. And so I was, glad, you know, just very glad that I got a chance, um, you know, to see that firsthand. And I wish that more people, you know, because I don't even have to like you to agree that this could both be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, to us and I feel like if more people could think about that and particularly with me as somebody that's trying to encourage black women more black women um, to be armed to see to be able to show the history of just gun ownership with black people in America and things like that and to have all of that talked about there and that stuff is usually hidden Mm -hmm. um and so i just think that all in all is so many different levels and variables that make this a story that needs to be told Mm -hmm. or needs some more you know light on it Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Um, i agree with that listen this is why i don't even like people would think that folks like us that we automatically like fox news i don't even like fox news Me either. Like, I never watch Fox News. I watch them when I'm in... I don't have have cable, so... (laughs) You know, and I do watch... I watch selectively things, so even I'll look at something from CNN if I want to see what that... You know, if I'm looking at it on YouTube and I want to see what that thing is, I mostly watch Fox News if I happen to be traveling and I'm in a hotel because I really can't stand, like, MSNBC and all that kind of stuff. And then I'll look at Fox News because at least... I could look up every now and then and see some attractive ladies. I know that's probably misogynistic and terrible of me, but I am a man. So that's about it. That's, you know, because I'm in the hotel room and, you know, I could look. But honestly, it's the same kind of crap. They don't. I don't know if I don't know if the people out there that are calling themselves journalists really understand what journalism is anymore.
2: I, I, I don't think they do. They don't like when I think about a journalist, I think about somebody that investigates and mm-hmm. they don't even do that. Mm-hmm. I like it's been times where I've done enough research to sit there watching a journalist talking to somebody and I'm like, Ask them this. Mm-hmm. Ask, like, or it's just they, their opinion instead of actual, you know,
3: facts. That's something I have a hard time. Um, I come from a Spanish-speaking family. So in my mom's house, all that we ever watched was news in Spanish. And I didn't realize, like, after I left and came back and I was sitting there watching TV, how biased um, Hispanic news is. Because the guy is just sitting there giving his opinion about stuff versus just giving an actual story. Which is why I feel like I have to do, like, double the work when I talk to my parents, like... This is the real fact. <laughs> now you have to filter it through your own opinion.
0: What is... Um, just tell me here, because uh, I do, by the way, and this is going to sound so bad, but I do every now and then watch, uh, like, the Hispanic or Latino channels. Guess mm-hmm.
3: why? Because of novellas?
1: Oh, women.
0: Because there's usually there's beautiful women, big boobies. You know, it's like, what can I say? But and I understand half of what's happening. I can, like... I can hear Spanish better than I can speak it, but uh, I'm not looking at it as much as you are. Where are they? Where are they skewing to? Are they like? Oh, definitely they left. Demo- okay, all right.
3: Definitely left, for sure. So there's not no even, like, like investigative pretending. reporting
0: even on that side.
3: They pretend to. Okay. Um, but it usually ends up being like, you know, I, I mm. like to watch news from all perspectives. Um, I I prefer independent journalism. I, I love. Uh, Tim Poole, for anybody who watches him, mm-hmm. you know, he basically dissects all the news that's out there every day and you know, kind of just gives you the entire story. So I kind yeah. of like to do that on my own too. I, I, you know, check out the articles for The Atlantic and I also mm-hmm. check out Bright Bar News. So I try to look at everything. And it's interesting, you know, you see the same story filtered in a different, completely different way mm-hmm. and you realize at the end that uh, the truth is somewhere in the middle or not there at all. So mm-hmm. it's quite disheartening once you start seeing the spectrum and you know, that some people are only seeing one or the other and then mm-hmm. therefore don't have the opportunity to make their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Hispanic news definitely tends to shift towards one direction.
0: Yeah. You should try looking at, like, African news sometime. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> OK.
1: I'll, yeah, I'll sure. just say that's
0: completely random, but I'm just saying uh, Rodney Brady says I'm getting this comment in he says Fox does not have dope chicks on Hank nor does the other mainstream news stations, which is probably true. It's probably true. Oh. You yeah. know, you guys are way better looking. Oh, thank you. Yeah. See that? <laughs> <laughs> that's called pandering, <laughs> that's called pandering.
3: We still appreciate a compliment, it's all yeah. good, it's all no, good. No,
0: listen, for the, the reality of it is is that it's a, ter- there's not even that is really a thing, right? That's not really even a thing anymore, it's so disgusting when someone's trying to force feed you something. You know, you know that. We we could tell this. We're human beings. We're living in the world. So, and I know there's maybe there's some people. I think that a lot, what everyone's done, I don't know. The easiest way I could describe it is this. When I first came to America back in the 80s, there were less radio stations and TV stations and stuff like that. So, on the radio, you would hear hip-hop and rock and roll and this thing and that thing, kind of coming from the same station. Maybe you had to listen at certain times of the day and all of that, or they mixed everything in, there was pop, all of that. Now, when you look at radio and satellite and all these different things that exist, everything is just sectioned off. Everyone's in their own section. They know exactly what uh, who's listening to that. They know all the demographics about them and all of that. And they're just talking just to that one person and I think the result of that, it's making a lot of people who do buy into that just like they just have a, a single, uh, you know, they're just single-minded on stuff. So there are people who buy into that and they listen to that every day. and But that's all they see and they can't see. It's like you got on blinders and you can't um, see anything else. A perfect example of that and one of the things, uh, and I'm just bringing this up. Uh, this is like one of the things that I had here before we... Um, before we jumped into this, did you guys see that? So the, um, you know, the Republicans are going to have their whole, they're going to have their convention coming up, right? Democrats' convention's going on right now. I'm not looking at any of that. Republicans are going to have their convention. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to look at any of that either. By the way. <laughs> so, but here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing that I want to talk about to bring this back to gun stuff, and I'm just going to share this up here. Um, this is up from BBC News. U.S. couple who pointed guns at BLM protesters to speak at Republican convention.
3: That's cute. I thought they were Democrats.
0: Um, I, I have no idea what these people are. They probably are closer to Democrats. Uh, it says a husband and wife who pointed guns at uh, racial justice protesters in the U.S. This is the BBC News, so we know where they're coming from, Right. Um, we will reportedly appear at the Republican Party convention this month. Mark and Patricia McCloskey, who are both lawyers, will film brandishing weapons at demonstrators, marched along as demonstrators marched along their private Missouri street in June, and it goes on, tell all that stuff. I don't think the woman's going to be, I don't think that Patricia McCloskey is going to be there, but her husband's definitely going to be there. Um, you know, I, this is my opinion of this real quick, I'm going to tell you guys. My opinion is what the hell is this Repu- This is this is why to me Republicans seem fake all the time. And I'm actually registered in Florida as a Republican. I vote for Republicans, but they're fake ass. <laughs> you don't actually know if you see these guys as some kind of 2A heroes, then we are doomed. That's my opinion. I don't know. You you guys tell me. I what agree. You
3: think. I agree. I think there if you were trying to make a statement as the Republican party, uh, about the 2A, or you're, or you're standing behind the 2A. That is not, you know, you have a plethora of wonderful people that you could have had um, there. I know many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not who I would have picked.
0: I don't, yeah. That doesn't What's represent,
3: happening? you know, America uh, yeah. that is pro gun. That's a couple fools that didn't even know how to hold their guns right. That just happened to. Now, I, I, I have mixed feelings about them. I'm not going to get into, you know, like the whole huge debate that happened when everything started happening about, um, you know, the, everybody was arguing about whether they were harmful to the community or they were, you know, a good thing for the community. Mm-hmm. Regardless, that's just that's not the point. The point is they why don't Why are these guys heroes? Why, why, are they,
0: yeah, why are they showing up there and speaking? <laughs> Who are they talking to? They're lawyers, like you, like you said, probably Democrats. They're lawyers who were suing gun companies. They had guns that were not, either one was not real or not functioning, the other one was not loaded. There's so much bad stuff. Go ahead, Rhonda. I know you you look like you want to, you've got an opinion on this.
2: I'm literally like, disgusted and annoyed i'm still at the point where i'm hoping that this is fake news Um, i'm hoping somebody just made this up to you know drum up some type of viral energy or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. but this is literally exactly what we talked about the last time i was on your show and i talked about you know that's the media i have to come back as somebody mm-hmm. that is trying to get people arms more women that look like me, I'm mm-hmm. trying to get them on, and the media says... That's not a gun owner. Don't look like Ronda Mary. A gun owner looks like the McCoskey's. And mm-hmm. even much so. Don't you see how the two community is is uplifting them, hailing them as some type of heroes? Don't you see that that's what Trump stands for? They're going to be speaking at the Republican convention and this and the other. It's 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 ridiculous. It makes no sense to me. It's bad marketing. Um, and then for trump to constantly cry about like how the news media is doing him i don't i don't think this was maybe like a direct decision he made right uh before just Republicans in general to cry about the fake news and the media spin and this and the other y'all constantly throw them bait that is just red freaking meat for people to eat up and be like because that's it's a very defi- uh, divisive story, and I talked about this, right? If they would have came out on their own the same exact way and kept those freaking inoperable firearms holstered, we wouldn't even be having this discussion right now. It wouldn't even be a problem.
0: Well, and then also they wouldn't be heroes. Dante Layton says that uh, this is the essence of 2A, not Clint Eastwood. And uh, he says they represent regular Americans. Uh... And I'm not so, sure if he's being or sarcastic or not, right? I'm just getting, huh?
2: Are we saying regular Americans don't know how to use firearms? Are is, is that what we're mm-hmm. like? Is that what we want? Honestly.
0: Yeah, I don't. This I the the thing I'm gonna say is yes. I feel like those people had the right to defend themselves on their property. Uh, they all, all of that.
1: Themselves?
0: Yes, what I'm going to say is, like, to me, that whole situation was a perfect storm of things that luckily everyone came out of it okay. But um, I'm split down the middle in all of that. So I'm not saying to you that they didn't have a right and blah, blah, blah. But whoever wants to, whoever in the gun community, whatever people in the industry, those guys got offered 50 guns from the gun industry. 50. Okay?
2: they don't know how to use. Yeah. That they <laughs> do trigger discipline. They, that they- No, they 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 sued. They sued. They sued.
0: They 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 were suing the gun industry. The reason why they had an inoperable gun is because they were lawyers suing a, a firearms manufacturer. So you've got to understand the level of ignorance of people uh, in the gun industry to not dig into that story and go, these guys are not really on our side. Okay, I I might agree with their right to defend their their property or whatever, but you need to to see these nuances of things and realize that people are looking at that. So the Republican Party who maybe wants uh, folks like myself, who I'm a Republican, I've voted for Republicans even when I was registered here as a Democrat, and I'm looking at the Republicans right here, where I am, and I see that they're not standing up for the Second Amendment or the Constitution. Then you do some craziness like this, and bring in these people who are not even really on your side, they just got scared, and then did dumb stuff, that in reality, they're not gun people. So when I look at all of this, and I look around me, and I see gun people, And I think um, I think you you guys are both saying this. I see gun people that you can invite to the to to uh, the RNC convention here that will be great representatives of myself and the gun community and the Second Amendment and on and on and on. But you're choosing these dudes.
2: Do You remember the pictures in I think this was in Minneapolis where you had like the black guy and the white guy holstered, standing in front of the stores, like protecting the the stores. Mm -hmm. Why not, like, Republicans are always talking about division, talking about, oh, the big bad media is hurting our feelings. You turn around and do the same thing. I cannot take you seriously. I cannot. It was an older Black man sitting out in his chair with his firearm protecting his store. Mm -hmm. He wasn't pointing it at people. Pat, why why don't we upheld him? Why mm-hmm. don't we say? And and it's not. I'm not. You know because I I talked about the black and the white um guys that were out there. They were like arm and arm or linked mm-hmm. up in front of the store. Uh, so I'm not necessarily saying it has to be a black person.
0: Yeah, I don't just, care. That's not. That's yeah. That does, That's not what the, I don't. I know plenty of white guys. Why don't you have? Why don't you have Iraq veteran? Why don't you have Chad Eric? Why don't you have those guys come up there? Why don't you have? Uh. You know we can go. We can go through so many people. Military Arms Channel, Mr. Guns and Gear. I could just keep going like if you need a white
3: dude. <laughs> you could have someone like Maj up there who, who has sure. connection. He was at CPAC. I mean, I think that would be someone like Maj representative of, you know, to first of all, to destigmatize the gun community from being old white men, mm-hmm. you know, um, show that the community has diversity and also just much more representative of the gun community as
2: well. Someone who's actually out there fighting for these rights every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I like, I like that she used the word distinct, destigmatized because I feel like that couple furthers the stigma. That's exactly what they do for anybody to even try to pretend to deny that you're being oblivious. They're
0: not a prime example. I think there's people that are latching on to them. So in, in this case of this couple, the media used these guys because they looked like Ken and Karen. Right. So the media like that message. Here's two white people that just want to point guns at black people. Right. So the media use that. And then on this side, on our side, there are a lot of folks who are like, oh, they're awesome. He looks like Trump out there in his, you know, dungarees or whatever. And his, uh, you know, what, whatever the hell you call those polo shirts. So, hey, yeah, there's people who are connected to that and they think that's who their voters are that they think that's who they're reaching out to. This is the same exact problem that the NRA had. And you see how that one's going. This is the same exact thing, right? You don't know, you don't know how to tell these subtle differences. These guys are not heroes.
2: But at some point, at some point it's it's intentional. It's intentional. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me that the NRA is not smart enough to diversify and be more uh, adamant about how their messaging is projected at this point the NRA has like millions of dollars behind that organization mm-hmm. at some point like let's be honest let's be real for people who are upholding this couple like, like for example me right I don't necessarily think they should go to jail. They should lose their livelihood, stuff like that. And I can be fair in saying that and say, yes, you deserve a right to protect your property, your livelihood. But also, no, I don't think this is some type of superhero couple mm-hmm. that we should put as the face of the 2A community.
0: Right. Absolutely. Or or defending your property or whatever it is, right? The, the It's not this, you know, it's just, but guess what, though? The truth of the matter is, this is how Republicans see things. And they don't see it that much differently from Democrats. And this is the reason why they're giving up. They're they're basically burning down the Second Amendment. Uh, Houdini Unchained uh, gave us five bucks here. He says, you can't blame the media here. This is what I hate about most gun tubers. They know exactly what this is. It's racial. The mental gymnastics is crazy. That's from Houdini. There you go.
2: To some extent, like I definitely, you know, I feel like I feel like people are kind of, you know, drawing that line in the sand, because if you really if you honestly if it wasn't racial. Right. And you honestly cared about the Second Amendment, you will want it to be projected in the most favorable light, especially because of the history of how it's been. In the past,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you you will want to move forward um, promoting those good things.
0: Yeah. Harry's Holster says the reality is the RNC is trying to appeal to open minded swing voters, the majority of which know nothing about guns. The St. Louis couple works to hit that demographic.
3: I mean, I feel like the uh, Republican Party, the RNC, should be well-funded enough that it should have analysts knowing what voters there should be targeting. And I think, um, you know, it, I don't want to make this about race, but I think one of the things that are up for grabs is the minority voters, OK? So I feel like it isn't about race, but it isn't. We, I don't know. I don't think we, we're, we're looking for Ken and Karen from middle America, I don't know if they're the real ones that are being contested here.
0: I think there's lots of examples. It's easy to find examples um, of people. If, if I, I don't know if race is a thing. It could be a thing. Maybe it's not a thing. But there's lots of examples of people who use the Second Amendment to defend themselves – That there's not all these, there's not necessarily all these complications that go along with it. And the reality is, is who you're talking to. I think the people who they're talking to specifically are the people who you're going to see even out there like, Oh no, this is awesome. I want to see those guys. They're heroes. That's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem with what's going on here. Right? That's the problem with what's going on here. If you see those guys, if you see those guys as heroes... You think they're heroes and they're representing you. That's why you keep losing your Second Amendment.
2: Exactly, exactly. People have the right to support, you know, whoever they like. Mm -hmm. But don't moan and complain. Don't freaking be word when the media portrays you a certain way because you're giving them the reins to do so. So, Mm -hmm. like, my thing is pick a struggle. Like, it can't be both either that is who you are those people are the representation of who you are Are they're not like it can't be both mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah i just think that we have to you know it's, it's a lot of things here i don't see these people as just some people i get it i understand 100 percent. someone if you're looking at it just as oh someone came on their property you know um, and i see lots of comments out there um Someone came on your property, you came out there and defended yourself. It doesn't matter if the gun wasn't real, it doesn't matter if you're pointing it at people, it's your private property. None of that matters. These guys are awesome. <laughs> Okay, Okay. just go ahead ahead and rock and roll with that and then wonder why later on the same people who organized this and threw those guys up there and got you to go, yeah, they're doing it because you're looking at it and you're cheering for those people. You're like, these people are awesome. That's what we all need to be. And all they're doing is getting that out of you. And then they're going to, once you vote for them and put them in there, they're not going to do anything for you. And then at some point, you're going to want to come back to people like us. I'm not saying like us because of what skin color we are. You're going to want to come back to us and tell us, you got to fight for this. No, (laughs) you are supporting that nonsense. And at the end of the day, they look at that and they go, yeah, this is all we have to do. These people are idiots. We could feed them anything. They're just going to eat it up and say, please, can I have some more? And you're the stupid ones doing that. And when there's actually people out here fighting for the Second Amendment, and, and, and trying to act to make this real and convince these people to stand up, there's gonna be nonsense going on. That's exactly what's happening with the NRA. Everyone just gives their money to the NRA, doesn't pay any attention to what they're doing. And then when things go bad, they're like, oh man, these guys are persecuting the NRA. <laughs> and then you give them more money that they're just like, look at these idiots. They just keep giving us money. We gotta keep balling out here, you know? You're not seeing this. You're not seeing this properly. And you're wondering, why is everything still sinking around me? Right. So, um, let's see here. Uh, Lola says that the fact that the industry donated 50 guns to the couple is shameful. And it speaks even more to the fact that it's all about sales, especially now that uh, sales are rampant. I think that's, you know... Yeah, these
3: guys are rich and wealthy uh, individuals. They didn't need the donation of 50 guns. That would have been much better serving other, I
2: other people. The, I think the best thing, the loudest thing should have been, let's get you guys training. Let's make sure that you know like what to do in this situation and what not to do so you won't even be in the like the legal side of this or having the legal yeah. ramifications of this. That would have been the right thing. And that would have made people look like, okay, so we do want people to, to protect themselves. We want people to protect them, their property, but we want to, them to do it in the most safe and responsible way.
0: I think in my personal opinion, the thing to to do here is use this as an example. There's no one in this case, in this situation that went down that I want to represent me. I'll just be honest. We just, if you, if you're just tuning in, in the beginning of this I don't necessarily I don't agree with uh, Black Lives Matter. I don't agree with why those people were protesting on private property. None of that. I don't agree with these guys either. These are not gun people. They're not gun people. If they were gun people, they wouldn't have gone out with an empty AR. They wouldn't have gone out there with a non-functioning gun that they had because they're suing the industry.
2: And then let's admit, right, because I mean, you kept using this word defend and I'm trying to just see how that plays here, because what are you defending if you if your firearm does not work? It's inoperable. You are intimidating, mm-hmm. intimidating, defending.
0: Yes, like, that, is, that is a point. I mean, that is a point. But uh, I mean, there's there's the reason why I'm not you're you're right on that. But the reason why I'm not focusing on that, I'm trying to get people to understand what they're missing here what they're missing. This mayor that everyone was going to protest, was this a a Republican mayor or a Democratic mayor? It was a a liberal. It was a Democrat mayor that they were going to protest. This is what you have to understand. This neighborhood, this community, do you think the people there were were liberals or conservatives? They're liberals. What happened to these guys is they got scared because a bunch of people are coming down their street. A bunch of people... (laughs) You know, that they were like, oh, what are these people? What's going on here? Right. But who how are these people? Are
2: you, how scared are you? If you go in your front yard, an inoperable gun. Like I have to keep saying that, Hank, I that have to true. because some people just want to be naive and I'm not going to sit here and lie. It doesn't make sense. How sc- like yeah. if you're deathly scared. Oh, my God. The yeah. Black Lives Matters are coming to get us. Listen, the same people,
0: the same people who are arguing what you're saying, I'm not arguing it. Right. But the same people that are arguing what you're saying, they'll look at someone that says clip instead of magazine and go, oh, what are you talking about? It's not a clip. It's a magazine. They're going to have that same conversation. But if you try to tell them these people went out there with guns that were not real or loaded or functioning, like, so what? Freedom. Nothing happened to them.
2: So they weren't. I, I
0: just. So like, is that what you want? Because what, you're going to eventually wind up with Democrats just going to you. Listen, you don't even need real guns. You don't need real guns. We'll give you some pieces of wood, and you can hold on to those pieces of wood that look like guns. And, and then everything will be fine. People every time you feel threatened,
2: you know.
0: Yeah, uh, Harry's holsters. Let me get some of this in. I see there's lots. of I hear the comments clicking through here. Smash the thumbs up. Smash the thumbs downs. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, Harry Holster says, 10% of voters decide an election. You can turn a smaller percentage of the white and Hispanic vote and get more votes with less effort than appealing to the black vote. Makes sense. And then Harry Holsters also says, Would Maj even agree to speak at the RNC convention? Meeting with Trump admin to discuss issues is one thing, but speaking at the RNC is a straight-up uh, endorsement. Uh, well, I can't... Um I don't know about you guys. I can't speak for Marge, so I don't know what he would do or not do, but I guarantee you Maj would go to the opening of, you know, anything he'll go, he'll go anywhere. He'll go speak to anyone. I don't really know him. He'll go speak to some people who are anti-gun or whatever. So I, I'm going to say he probably would agree to that.
3: I think you, you know, I can't speak for him, but I feel like he would understand that the impact would be mm-hmm. huge in terms mm-hmm. of his mission. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it would, it would benefit it would benefit the community. Yeah. You
1: know, and I think, think he's Rhonda? the kind of person who
2: yeah. would do that. Yeah. I think he will probably go anywhere. I saw him post something the other day about going to Portland. So I don't like, you obviously will go anywhere. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Harry Sosa says I've wondered if the McCloskeys didn't set up the protest they probably had the resources info wise to make the protest happen I don't know about that I just know they're lawyers they've made a lot of money from suing people they were very shocked I saw them I saw them when they first got in trouble they had a a black lawyer sitting next to them they were talking about how they uh, helped a lot of black people win money and they were shocked that they were getting in trouble because of what they did which tells me what, what side they thought they were on, you know? So, I, and I get all this stuff. I'm just trying to tell you guys that there's, that you're going to, that you lose more people than you think you gain. If you, if you're the core, the base that the RNC is talking to, and you're happy to see that, and then later on you're complaining, it's like, I remember when, I remember when um, the second time Obama got uh, reelected, Right? This happened the first time, to be honest with you. And then all of a sudden there was this run on guns. And I live in a neighborhood that's 99% white. I live in the country, I live in farm country. When you see beef, it's what's for dinner. You ever heard that slogan? Mm -hmm. Okay. I see that on bumper stickers a thousand times a day where I live because that's what's raised out there beef. Okay? these folks I remember they didn't want to vote for Romney and all that kind of stuff I don't I don't argue with them right but when when Obama was got elected they were mad at like all the black people when when the guns all of a sudden started selling and they were scared you know and I would run into that and people were like oh you know they're mad and I'm like dude don't look at me I didn't I didn't vote for Obama you know who voted for him made him president you. You voted for him. You could go look and see. It's a whole bunch of white people, predominantly white women. Why are you getting mad at me? I'm a gun guy. Why are you guys here now in the store trying to buy all the guns? Why didn't you take your asses out there and vote if you didn't want to vote for him to go out there and vote? You know, people I think that uh, people cheer on the wrong things and they're wondering they, or they, maybe they're not even like uh, intelligent enough to realize that you're losing you're not gaining. And in the end, what do you get out of it? This is what happened when when uh, Trump first came into office and Republicans had a supermajority. So you had a Republican president and you had a supermajority in, in Congress and the Senate. What did Republicans do for you? What they give you.
2: But here's
3: the problem I have with that. Okay, so I hear this a lot. You know, the, the you know, anytime you're talking in the two A community about politics, and um, I've been saying instead of never Trump, it's never Biden Harris because of how, I, I, like, I, I feel like I've said this before, um, that this is the pivotal moment in history for the two A in America. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's time. You know, um, if if we have a Biden president, it's over. Uh, I'm that much of a pessimist.
1: Okay.
3: And I I have this conversation with people in the two way community, and then they go, well, Trump didn't do anything for us. Uh, he banned bump stocks, et cetera, et cetera. He's never been there for us, yada, yada, whatever. Okay. I get that. But so either people are not going to vote or they're just going to, you know, vote for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. But is that going to end in a greater of two evils winning?
0: Mm -hmm. Because Biden
3: and Harris, I mean, they're not, they're not, you know, sugarcoating it. You know, we're getting, there will be no more guns, pretty much.
0: I mean, that's their plan. That's the plan that's getting laid out there, without a doubt. Uh, There's a Biden plan for gun control. And basically it says, make everything illegal. Um, you know, ban everything, buy back everything else. Right. So that's the and plan. Uh, and then ahead. let's
3: say you say, well, Congress mm-hmm. will never let that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Harris has already said it. She said, I will give. Obviously, I mean, Harris is going to be the, the VP. But anyone who who knows that Biden's uh, not long for this world in terms of his mental capacities, if, if he even has any now, mm-hmm. um, I think Harris is getting set up as the next president. You know, he's going to bow out say he's not mentally fit and then she will be uh the next Mm. press
0: or someone's holding a slot for hillary but okay
3: don't say that um
0: (laughs) you never know what could happen this is 2020 okay don't make assumptions of what happens in 2020 i'm waiting
3: for aliens that's gonna aliens are already here
0: already here they've already admitted that there's that the, the government's already admitted they have um alien spacecraft so
3: I'm waiting. They didn't fly them. over
0: here on remote control. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: It's all good. So, yeah. so let's say we get President Harris, all mm-hmm. right? Um she's already out. All right, said it. You know, I'm going to give Congress 100 days to pass gun control, uh, effective gun control, and if they don't, um I'm I'm going to do it myself. Mhm. You know, so that's what we have to look forward to.
0: So then what happens? I mean, I, I understand. I think I heard you in the po- in the podcast that you and PRP do. You said the same thing, that you think if these guys get elected, that's it. Over. Yeah. That's
3: my opinion. I mean, I might be a pessimist, but I mm-hmm. feel like they're making it, like I said, and they're not sugarcoating it. It, it. it is what it is. Um, they're being pretty heavy-handed.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I feel like gun control up until now, up until 2020, has been very— little bit at a time kind of like the the metaphor you how to boil a frog or, or mm-hmm. whatever you mm-hmm. just put it so in, in cold up. water mm-hmm. and and turn up the heat slowly over time. I think that's what they were doing all this time and now it's they're tired of doing that and they don't have to do that anymore and it's just it's done mm-hmm. they're
2: just doing it
0: yeah what do you think Rhonda in this scenario
2: I, I don't I don't I think either way we're slowly going towards this super surveilled, take your guns uh, fill you up with vaccinations type of country anyway Mm. I I just don't think it's just a matter of is it going to happen in the next few years or the next fewer years Uh, Mm. and so I don't I don't even really know their whole plan they just kind of use the word gun control but I just don't see that happening Um, as soon as people think But I definitely think either way, we're still moving that way.
0: Okay, All right. Houdini Unchained gave us a couple of bucks here. He says, do you all really believe Biden will ban all guns?
2: I don't. Uh,
3: I think it'll start out with he may not ban all guns, but I think we're going to end up with like birdshot and shotguns. (laughs) mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's mandatory. They're talking mandatory buybacks for all AR and uh, high capacity magazines and all that. That's going to be gone. Um, one of the things that might actually kill off the gun industry is in his um, in his list of things he, he suggested that he's going to support is making gun manufacturers responsible. Like you can sue them and they will be responsible for anything that mm-hmm. happens. So basically we've already seen that happen and mm-hmm. uh, companies go bankrupt. And if no one's willing to make guns because they're going to be held liable for any nut job killing someone, well, then that's going to end. If no one's making guns, then that's it. The guns yeah. that are out there are out there, and that's it. There's no more.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, go ahead.
3: No, I mean, it's like he's attacking it from all different perspectives. Uh, 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 Bans on, um, you know, like I said, magazine capacities, definitely. How often you can buy guns or ammo. There's mm-hmm. probably going to be a tax attached to all this stuff. So you're only going to have a gun if
2: you're really wealthy. That's yeah. that's what's smart gonna gun come. mandate. Mm hmm. You know. so, so if the government, so if Biden gets into office and he says, all right, turning your guns, are you guys like, like what's your plan? I'm
0: not turning a damn thing in.
2: It fell off my boat.
0: Whatever. <laughs> We're going to be living in a different world. So, I mean, this my reality is that I'm not turning anything in. I'm not I'm not doing it. So yes, they middle of
3: nowhere and and make a big hole. (laughs) Yeah, he could
0: get he could get elected. It could be Biden Harris in there. They could uh, Democrats could have a super majority. I promise you. For anyone who thinks that I'm voting. Democrat, whatever, you don't even know me. Um, but Democrats, let's say they get a super majority and they're all in there and they start acting on this stuff that they want to do. We already have red flag laws all over the country. We already have a whole bunch of things getting banned and all that kind of stuff. And then these guys get in there. They're just going to keep going at that. Do I think it's all going to happen tomorrow? No. But, you know, uh, that slow burn might continue or speed up. But I'm not I'm not giving back anything. I'm not going backwards. That's the way that I feel about it. I'm just not going backwards. So whatever that comes down to, it's going to come down to. We're just going to live in a different world. It, but but everyone needs to realize once we start fighting, no one knows who wins in the end of that.
2: Somebody in the chat said the black market will take over. But the 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 sad thing about that is that you know now you're going to turn all these good people into criminals. But then, like my mind starts going, and I start thinking, well, hell, is everybody that smokes weed every now and again, like should those be people be considered criminals and stuff like that? So, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would like to de- decriminalize that, but I think I think that um, I, I see a lot of people saying that there's a lot there's whole states that won't comply. I believe that. There's entire states that won't comply. Where I live, in Florida particularly, remember that thing where I was saying to you about, you know, out, out in the country? One thing is my county is a two-way sanctuary, whatever that means. But I know my sheriff, right? I know those people, and I know where those guys are at. So um, I know that I know that they're not giving up their guns.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I believe so,
0: it. I don't think I—well, uh, the guys I know, I know are not giving up their guns. I could just I, tell you that.
2: So I've seen so many people say, oh, they're just doing their job. Like even with the mask mm -hmm. mandate, like should be people be getting punched in the face? Should people be getting their electricity? Uh, I don't have to wear
0: I don't have to wear a mask where I live. They don't ask anyone to wear a mask. They're not arresting anyone. None of that. That's not happening. So it depends on where you are. You could see like this. The one thing about what's happening right now is if you look around you, you can see what's happening this. I'm broadcasting the show from Gainesville and this is a frickin hippie town, super liberal. So all that crap is going on here. I see people driving around in their cars (laughs) with masks on. But where I live, I don't see that.
2: And this is one reason why, like, I'm telling people now, like, get the
0: heck out of the cities.
2: Like, get out. Mm Because those are going to get the worst brunt of Mm -hmm. everything. But um, I'm sure you also know people that say they're not in, like, where you are. They're in a different city. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of people who say, oh, well, you know, mask or... Stopping frisk, or mm. you know whatever it may be. Oh, they're just doing their job. Just obey them. They're just doing their job. Mm-hmm. Where's the, where's the line? Who gets to say? You know what I mean? Right. Because guns may be important to you, smoking weed may be important to somebody else, or yeah. you know whatever the case may be. Right. So, like who?
0: I I think that's how I think you have to look at how law enforcement is working around you. Right. So in Gainesville, I tell I tell people this all the time. There's five. I think there's actually more than five police departments inside of Gainesville. Liberal, super liberal town. Okay, (laughs) where I live, there's just a sheriff. Everyone knows him. Everyone votes for him. I, I hide out over there and those guys know who I am. Right, And I've met them and I've talked to them. My sheriff, when I met him and I talked to him, the video I have up of me being pulled over, he was pissed off about it. And he told me that that same department, which is from here, they're from Gainesville, or from this Alachua Sheriff's uh, Office, they pulled him and his wife, and his wife is a deputy in another department. She was driving, they pulled the two of them over, and they wanted to disarm her. And she's like, I'm a deputy. She's showing them her badge. So I'm telling you that people don't realize this. Yes, there's bad police officers out there and all that, but there's a lot of police officers that are not complying with that stuff. There's a lot of people in the military and all of that that are not complying. And when these guys start fighting or when the the guys who like we actually paid them and spent a lot of money to train them how to fight, start fighting, we're living in a completely different world.
2: We need those officers, that deputy, to tell those stories and speak up. Because what's happening is, once again, the media is doing what the media does. And -hmm. those stories are drowning Mm -hmm. out those. Imagine a deputy coming out saying, the police were trying to do too much with me. And Mm -hmm. I'm literally a deputy. They were trying to disarm me. You know what I mean? But people just kind of just... I don't know if they just go on with their lives or they just stick to this narrative. Oh well, you know, uh, whatever. That was just that one bad police officer. But when we're being pushed to a time where we're getting concerned about okay, government overreach, gun, uh, mandatory gun buybacks, we need to be working now to get all of these bad officers out.
0: Absolutely, of but I think that, but I think that's true, and I think people are working on that. It's just like you said. The the theme of tonight's show is what you said, and it's a thousand percent true. A lot of a lot of the truth out there is being hidden from people. Okay, they don't want people to know this. If the RNC was looking for someone to invite up there, why don't they invite up the sheriffs who are refusing to comply with this?
2: Yes, yes, exactly. I would
0: I would like to see that.
2: Exactly.
0: You know why don't they fight up the pe- invite up the people who we know are fighting for things?
2: Exactly. Right?
0: This is what they should do. If they want to do something, let's do that. That's. This is why I'm saying, like, I'm not, a, you know, there's a lot of people who think, well, you're just not down with us. No. Let's do this right. Let's do this right. Let's let people know because I'm telling you, what you don't know can still hurt you. And once we get into this, people just don't realize that once we actually get into a fighting war in America, if we actually... I don't I hate to say the idea that we're headed towards like civil war. You know why I want to say that? Why I don't want to say that? Because this it's a different world that we're living in. It's a different world that we're living in that I don't think people really understand. I when I was a kid, I lived in Nigeria. You guys have never like seen in your life, you read in in, in, in books and in history books and stuff like that, and saw movies about civil wars and what happens in those kinds of things. None of us, none of us, me no one out there is prepared there's some guys who uh, you know
2: they're looking forward to
0: there's me. some guys who've actually done this stuff in other places and they realize all of that but once we get into this once we get into this it's not pleasant and it's not fun for anyone but if you want to know if i'm willing to risk my life and my my wife and my children hell yeah because i'm not going to live in america as a slave and i'm not talking Did about that because huh? you why
2: did you just say you'll risk
0: I'll risk my fight. entire family to fight for freedom. I'm just telling you something right now. I'm she willing has- to do it.
2: Don't risk Lola. That's what, has-
0: that's what we have to do. Once we start fighting, everyone's at risk. You think you're going to get to put someone in a lockbox? <laughs> everyone's at risk. My kids are in college. They're little babies. They don't even understand. They never saw the stuff I saw. They never were in a shootout. They never, like, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the crack 80s in New York City. My wife, my kids don't understand that. But if that's what America wants to be, then that's fine. I, you know, even though I'm, I'm, a, I'm fat and I've got nice things, trust me, I was born in the third world. I understand this. If you, if, if you want to revert me back to what I used to be, that's okay. We'll go there and we'll live and die there because at the end of the day, I refuse to be a slave to anyone. And I mean that. I'm not, you know, this is not bravado or anything like that I'm saying. If these guys really want to go there, then they could go there. The problem is they're very emboldened to go there. And people who look like they're on our side are not really on our side. And that's what we have to be careful of, right? I'm willing, this is why I'm willing to go out and vote. And I've voted, I voted for Trump. I'll vote for him again. I vote for Republicans. But at the same time that I do that, I talk to these guys, and I hear all their bullshit. And then when they go, and like in Florida, they go put gun control in effect. And people that are building guns, gun manufacturers and all that in Florida, the people, the citizens of Florida don't even know they've had gun control for the last three years. So I'm, I'm fighting over that every day, and I'm trying to do everything I could do because I don't want to put my wife and my kids at risk. But if if we if we're gonna go there, then what can I do about that? What can I do? I'm not going to live anywhere else in the world. I'm I, not. I I'm gonna live here and just fight and die for it. Sorry, go ahead.
3: I do. I mean, I appreciate that your particular jer- area that you live in, you can, you would trust the cops that you know for being, you know, pro 2A people and not believing in or not enforcing those laws that are unconstitutional. But I do agree with, um, you had a super chat,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, from Houdini, mm-hmm. um, who questions, whether cops are really pro to a, and I, I kind of agree with him because I think the thing is, and someone else in the chat mentioned this earlier, um, that most, most Leo's and most military do follow orders because it's kind of bred, you know, into them or, or part of their training. And I, think and i've had this conversation with several EOs because i mean i i have a lot of friends who are in the police departments around here um and i understand where they come from mm-hmm. you know i i've been on cops a lot for enforcing not unconstitutional laws you know but at the same time i hear from their perspective it's like oh I mean, i got like five years left until i retire i'm gonna lose all my benefits if I because i said why don't you just walk away because mm-hmm. they'll say it they'll be like i don't believe in any of this stuff and i'm like well then walk away it's like well I, I'm sta- I'm, I stand to lose a lot, both financially and like benefits-wise. I can't do that. So I understand from their perspective why they do this stuff. They'll mm-hmm. lose their job. Um, and that might be the only thing supporting their family. So I think that is asking for a lot for some people to just assume they're going to just say, this is wrong, I'm not going to do it. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will not put their lives... I mean, they will not give not give up their livelihoods and put themselves first instead of something ideological. You okay. know what I'm saying?
0: So so let me read exactly what he said. He says, if cops are so pro-2A, then why do they have immunity whenever they shoot and kill someone who is armed? Look at Ryan Whitaker, don't risk Lola's son. That's what he put. Okay, I appreciate all that. Um, I sacrificed for my family a long time ago. You guys don't realize that. Like I said, I live in the freaking country. What do you think we had to give up to do that? When I met Lola, we were living in New York. When we had our kids, before we had them, we moved to New Jersey. It was no better. But we we gave up money, all kinds of, my family, her family, to live where we live now. I did that for a reason because I don't want to risk my family. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Ultimately, you have to put actions behind your beliefs. So whether you see me doing those things or not, I do that all the time. That's why I live where I live. That's why I would never live, and I'm not trying to say anything about about you, Joanna. I would never live where you guys live in Florida. Why would I do I don't that?
3: Trust, I don't trust the cops.
0: Yeah, They're I expect I mean, those I, guys. I expect them to do yeah. that. I'm not, I'm not surprised that this thing happened to me here where I am in Gainesville. I'm here because I have to be here, but this is not where I live. I live out in the country. When we end this show, Lola and I are gonna drive in two separate cars for 35 minutes to get back out to the country, okay? And we do this every night. That's a sacrifice that you may not know about that I do. And when I went to live out there, I was, we were living in West Palm Beach, and a lot of people were like, man, you're going to go live out in the country? They're going to burn crosses on your lawn and all kinds of nonsense that never happened. But out there, it's completely different, and this is what you don't understand. This is what you don't. So that's my first line of defense. I would not live in the city. I come here because I have to. And trust me, I come here prepared to fight my way out of here if I have to. But I know why I'm doing that. But, oh, but if, it comes to, if it comes to it and people say, no, we're taking these guns back, it's not just me. There's other people who are going to go, no. But if you're living in a city somewhere and you expect to find a lot of those people, good luck to you. Because where do those guys live? Where do you think they're at? If you, if you want to have backup, if you want to have friends, then you got to go where they are. You know, that whole thing like, oh, when I get in trouble, I'll come out to where you are. No, that's not how it works. You're probably not going to make it out there. So if you're really thinking about this, you want to do it. Trust me, my wife is a pharmacist. She doesn't want to live out in the country. Okay? That's not what she wants to do. But we live out there for a reason. It's because of what you guys are saying. I don't want to risk my family. I want to be somewhere where I could be me. There's people out where I live, sometimes they call the cops on me. Those guys know me. I'm just telling you something. They know me. They show up there, and they're like, hey, someone called us. We know what you're up to. Everything's all good. They hang out. They talk to me. Here, these guys will try to take it. It's a different—it's the location. It's where you're dealing with the politics of the people. So the first thing you need to do is avoid that. If you live in a city and it's run by Democrats, it's like you were talking about the uh, young woman that— that did that uh, commercial that went viral. If you live somewhere where these liberals are running it, what do you think's gonna happen to you? What do you think's gonna happen? But if you live somewhere where I live, like where everyone knows everyone else, and they know they have to rely on each other to survive, It's a completely different scenario. So that's why I live out there, even though my kids, my wife, they're like, sometimes they get really mad at that and they don't like living out there and they can't see their friends and they don't see their family members and all that. That's a sacrifice that we're making. But ultimately, your back's going to be at the wall and someone's going to go, nope, it's going to happen one way or the other. That someone's going to go, yeah, we're taking these guns back. We're saying you can't do this thing and you can't do that thing. We're right now living in an America where Trump, who I voted for, and probably everyone who's listening to this voted for, made a piece of plastic that's no different from this. Okay? Just in a different form, made that piece of plastic a machine gun. Trump did that. Executive order. Okay? Okay? And you guys just went for that. So now anyone, anyone out there that's found in possession of that piece of plastic, that's uh, what, mandatory 10 years in prison, right? Uh, what is it, A $100,000 fine? Whatever the hell it is, you become a felon, you have this fine, now the government owns you. You guys were okay with that. You didn't do anything about it. And so that's my
2: thing. That's my thing. people... Like I just I don't know I see people talking online like, oh, I would never let them do this or you know, blah 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 uh, uh don't tread on me and I'm like I just I don't know I mean hey, I, I take your word for it, but a lot of people like I just don't believe them uh, I don't trust believe
0: me uh them. listen <laughs> <they already laughs> I'm not it. trying to I'm not yeah. trying to incriminate anyone but uh <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people who won't comply, and you guys don't know. It's back to what you were saying, Rhonda. I meet people all the time, people that you would be surprised, a lot of black people. If you're a white person out there and you think only white people think care about the Second Amendment, I know lots of black dudes who are like, dude, they're going to take my guns from my cold, dead hands. You just, like Rhonda was saying, people don't cover that. They don't cover that in the in the news media, right? If those guys aren't out there talking all the bravado and doing stupidness, then you don't see them. If you only see some guys who don't know how to set up their guns or do this or do that that you can laugh about, you assume everyone's like that. And that's not the reality. But But most of those, you know, real bad boys move in silence and violence. You know who said that?
2: Somebody before my time.
0: Biggie. Okay. <laughs> someone said it before biggie but it's true real bad boys move in silence and violence okay so that's the i think that it exists i think there's there's there are people like that but you know what you're right most people know most people just want to be comfortable that's the problem that we're in they just don't want to be bothered they want to have their nice things they want to you know have their easy life and they're willing to give so, things up
2: what's the, line? what's the what's the line what's the so okay we're we were okay with the bump stock mm-hmm. you
0: know
2: okay with I'm, this and they
0: have to- my line <laughs> has already been crossed my line's already been crossed we're past my line we're past my line but i'm still here talking because this is what I could do right now. The time, things, may, things may change. This is what I think that Joanna says that she's worried about. And I understand it, but we are not promised comfort when we come into this world. We're not promised that.
2: So I want to know what's the line for
0: most people? Can they
2: take, can they take, you know, uh, magazines with a certain capacity? Can they take I think Joanna mentioned some other things. Does it have to be, okay, bam, turn in your gun? And then, a, a, you know, something goes off a light bulb and people are like, okay. But you,
0: but you know what? The reality is, let's look at all the bands happening around the country. Let's look at the bands happening in uh, California, right? In, in Florida, in other places. How many people actually participated in that?
2: well you mean how many like how
0: many who actually participated they've been banning things for a long time who's participated in that
2: i mean who's
3: who's actually going forward yeah to who's
0: actually who's stock? actually gone oh but listen when they did the bump stock thing do you know how many bump stocks were out there in america <laughs> versus how versus okay a few million how many did they how many did they get and shred and melt down not a lot that's the bump stocks. They've been doing this since machine guns. How many of the machine guns do you think they actually got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make: how many magazines or this thing or that thing you think they really actually got from people? No. they
3: can't. But you not can't a lot. Use them. Most people di- can't aren't go compliant. to the range with the stuff.
0: Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you can't. But but that doesn't mean...
2: Civil war. No, just
0: yeah, it doesn't mean that those people aren't prepared. You know, it doesn't mean that those things don't exist. Of course they do. They still exist. They're still out there. And by the way, even if they don't, they're very easy to manufacture. The genie is out of the bottle, and they can't take anything back from us. It's all mental. This is all mental. It's like the elephant that you raise him. You know, they t- the, the story about the elephants. They put these... Uh, they put these things that dig into their to their legs on them to train them and they feel this pain even when they're little baby elephants and they whip them and they do all this stuff and then by the time they grow up they could just put a little tiny string around that big massive elephant and he thinks he's still in chains, right? It's psychological. It's psychological. What they're trying to do is get our minds. When we go, "Oh, yes, you know, I don't want to get arrested. I don't want to get in trouble. I'll give this up. I'll destroy this thing." You know, then that's when they have us. That's when they have us. That, like you said, there's so many things that are illegal and people still doing it. Well, that, someone asked so. um,
3: Beto O'Rourke back when he, mm-hmm. you know he was still relevant in the in the primaries. And the only reason I bring up Beto is because Biden said that he would put Beto as the head of his gun control. Yeah, he's so he might to be become bizarre. relevant again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So someone asked him, "Well, what are you going to do when people don't?" Give back their stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, then it's time to go door to door." So I think that might be the line that Rhonda's talking about. If you knock on my door,
0: and, and, it, and it, it depends on <laughs> and where. That's my line. Well, it depends if you on, on where. Knock on my
3: door. It's gonna happen.
0: Well, it depends on where, right? If they roll up on one guy, if they roll up on me in the country by myself, then people have to make decisions of what's gonna happen. What I'm trying to tell you is, it, they're not coming to the country first. But it's not that I don't expect things. They can, someone can always come for me directly, right? All that stuff happens. It depends on how you do this. You can roll up on one person. You can't roll up on a whole bunch of people. If there's actually sheriffs that go, yeah, you can't come past this road right here, we own this. From when you go over this line, we own this. You're not coming past here. When they start deputizing the people that live in those towns, and those people actually start taking out the stuff that they had and you start finding out what people actually had, then then you're going to see. But what I'm trying to say to you, at that point, we won't even know about the news. There won't be an Internet. We're just going to be living every day. There won't be air conditioning. There won't be electricity like you expect. You're not going to be able to go buy gas or go to the mall anymore. It's going to be a different world. And you're all going to be wondering, oh, I wonder how, you know, how's, how's, uh you know, how's Latina Locked and Loaded doing? How's Ronda Mary doing? I wonder if they're eating. (laughs) Okay? It's going to be a different world once once we get into that. And if they really want that, they can go for it. Are there a lot of people out there that are just going to give up things? For sure. But those people have already done that.
2: Well, I don't even like the way we, you know, just kind of talking about police and the government overreach and just the... Um, Joanna mentioned something earlier that brought this to my mind. Like, I don't even like the way we talk, uh, about, um, gun ownership in these interactions with the police officers. Cause you said they've crossed your line, but like for me, even how we look at gun ownership for the conversation to be, when we talk about, um, unarmed people being killed by the police officer. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about all the statistics that were Fernando Castiles? Like mm-hmm. we literally don't even know that number. Yeah. You have police officers that are so afraid of citizens having guns, mm-hmm. certain citizens having guns. Like I don't I don't even like the way you have a country that was allegedly built on this idea of being able to protect yourself with your firearm Mm -hmm. and forming militias when that time comes if that time comes Mm -hmm. right? but now you have people kind of um kind of saying this as if if you are armed in the event you even come in contact with the officer we ain't even got to look at we ain't talking about that you were just in that number Mm -hmm. um
0: in I terms just, of what? Like, so what's going to happen to you if you're armed?
2: I'm saying, so, mm-hmm. for example, the the, the Philando Castile, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or the, the, what was the young guy that just got killed at his door and he was trying to drop the firearm? Uh,
0: did this just happen in the last couple of days?
2: I no, yeah,
0: I know. I mean, look, there, you're right. There's a lot of examples of things like that. Right. And those are all things happening with with people on their own. And that definitely happens. Um, my, my thing about that is we have to do something about that. But that's the things that we actually have to do something about. Right. And it comes right. down. It come, If if there's a problem with the police department where you live it's very easy and very logical to start going through what's happening here. The police works for someone. Usually, the boss of the police, uh, after the police chief, is who? Your mayor, right? And there's people on the city council. These people employ and set the rules and directives for the police department. So if you have a problem, it, you know, this is where you start dealing with it and going through that. But if you, but the, but the thing that's happening, a lot of this stuff is happening in places where it's run by people who don't believe in the Second Amendment or the Constitution and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying it's not going wrong in in, in conservative places for sure, right? But most of that is happening there, and the way to immediately deal with that is to actually deal with it. This is why those things don't get handled,
2: huh? Just move. No,
0: I'm not saying just move. I'm saying that if there's this problem, you, you could, t- listen, you could take over. You already run the police department. You go out and vote. That's what you do. So here in Gainesville, for example, the, the sheriff that here in Gainesville, the ASO, mm-hmm. that they pulled me over and they did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. She pretty much got voted out yesterday. Okay. And now there's a black sheriff. I don't know if that's going to fix things. Um, I actually know his son, and I think he's a Democrat, but he's a very pro-gun guy, from from uh, from what I know about his him and his son. But I don't know the the new sheriff personally. I know his son personally, right? So that's a change. You can make that change. So now there's now you now you put the sheriff in there, but you can't let it go. You got to keep an eye on him and see what happens, right? Because it's a black sheriff, that's not, the same thing happened in, um, in uh, the sheriff down, down south uh, where you guys Broward are. Broward County.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Broward County, that sheriff got changed. They tried to put back in the same sheriff from that school shooting. Okay, he tried yeah. to go back in there and he lost. So this is where it starts. We can get rid of those people and replace them, but then we have to have oversight over those people. Okay, we have to know them, they have to know us. We have to keep an eye on what's the city council doing? What's the mayor doing? What's the policies? Where are these cops? You know, if you're talking to these police officers, you can start to identify problems easier. Even for them, when they realize that you're a human being, they can start to identify that. When they know what kind of community they're dealing with, they can identify that. The The sheriffs where I live still have to deal with bad guys. There's still crime going on over there. But guess what? They, they still know they know those bad guys, right? So they can separate. They know who are the real bad guys and who are the real problems. And when the time comes, we have to support them as a community and go, that guy's a bad guy. And if you take him out, so be it, right? We have to know all of this by communicating with each other and managing instead of giving this up to someone. And then what happens, like what's happening in Portland? Something bad happens somewhere. Everyone gets mad about it. The, the, the political leaders are the ones responsible They distract us by allowing uh, rioting and looting and then we're all off to a different story and we're forgetting that they created this in the first place. Or they're at least responsible for it. So to me, short of, it goes back to the same thing, short of everyone just being their own cops or getting out there and banding up in their own militias and going, yeah, the cops can't come in here anymore or whatever, we have to try to talk to each other and work it out and hold people uh, responsible. Um, Let me just say this real quick. One, smash the thumbs-ups. we got a lot of people out there. Two, John Crump, uh, we were talking about, I think we were talking about um, Kamala Harris, and there was a thing that John posted about Kamala Harris, like her actual record on the Second Amendment, and Facebook, one, um, like put up one of those red flag warnings on that thing and said it was fake news, and then they stopped him from being able to post, and then they deleted his Facebook page. Wow. So that's, <laughs> um, and I spoke to him about this, and Lola's reminding me, um, you know, that you guys should go follow John Crump on YouTube. I saw him in the chat, but that's what's going on with that. We've, we've got into a really good conversation here, and that's the reason why I haven't gotten to it, but that's a terrible thing that's happening there. That's one of the places that they're fighting us, because they know, what I'm trying to tell you guys, how do we all communicate today? How's everyone gonna communicate, like, hey, this is happening in our neighborhood, or this is what's going on with this cop? He's a bad guy, this is happening, or whatever. It's social media. You know, so this is the reason why they're trying to lock down our communications. We have other ways to communicate, and we just have to try to figure all of that out. Um, Okay, so let me see. I know there's a. Rhonda, you probably had something you wanted to say, right? No. No? No. Okay. Does it, does it bother you when, when people talk like that? Are you worried about us actually getting into an actual shooting war in America?
2: I think it's eventually gonna happen. And I think you have a lot of idiots that get swept away in the media narrative and they don't even know what side to be on. And I just, I'm not cool with, I'm not cool with being out here fighting and shooting people up and mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi sitting behind her gated, property drinking mimosas like that's just my whole thing about it like i feel like i feel like as long as people know who the actual enemy is which is the freaking government it is going to be the police that are going to come take your firearms it's not going to be your neighbor and so i think you got a lot of people just out here and that's why with the whole black lives matter thing and that's why i wanted to highlight you know, BLM 757 because they're like, nah, like, this is a government issue. Like, we're mm. pushing for law. We're not out here trying to, you know...
0: We should maybe fight. figure out how to communicate with them and help right. them out. They don't have to come over to our side 100%. We don't have to go over to their side. But we right. have commonalities that ultimately the government's coming for everyone.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And that was kind of like the main theme of that. Like, mm. what are y'all... Whatever we agree or don't agree on, this is going to potentially affect all of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so people understand that and come together. I'm cool with that. But I'm not gonna just be out here fighting Democrats or fighting Republicans or fighting white people or like like it's just no, like that's crazy. So I
0: don't want to fight with any people. I only wanna fight with tyrants that want to enslave me. That's it. You want to enslave me? You want to take stuff away from me? That's who I'm going to fight with. I want to love everybody else.
2: I just don't like the way the media is trying to make... Like In my head, Mm -hmm. I feel like the media is drawing lines Mm -hmm. and trying to make people pick sides and i feel like you got politicians who are getting pats on the back they're getting endorsements they're getting book deals Mm -hmm. when they probably got a bunker they're gonna hide in during this civil war so like i just i'm looking at it from that angle like no i'm not with that and they have private armies They have private armies. Right. They have security while they're trying to take our firearms. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like if people actually know what's going on, if somebody, like, I'm okay with shooting tyrants. And it's not just when Republicans say it's supposed to be okay Mm -hmm. to do so. Mm -hmm. Like, if I feel like somebody's trying to take my point at any time, Mm -hmm. my life at any time, Mm -hmm. I'm going to defend myself today, tomorrow, five years from now, 10 years from now. It doesn't even have to be a civil war. But I just don't think it's fair that you have people like I live in Mississippi. So, yes, you got the white boys here in the big chunk of trucks and they all. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a civil war one day or whatever. And I just don't like the fact that.
0: Does it does it intimidate you? Do they do? Does it make you feel like Those, you know, those big white boys in the in the in the big trucks and stuff like that, when that happens, do you feel like you're going to they're coming after you or something in there? No, no, I
2: absolutely don't feel like Mm -hmm. that. But I but before I knew what I knew now, I probably Mm would have just based on how the media paints everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that's that's what I mean by you. You do have a lot of unassuming people that they might. If the media is spinning this a certain way, they might look at it and take it personal, and it's not really about that. Mm-hmm. The same way with the with the McCloskeys, mm-hmm. you have these protesters marching to this Democrat mayor's home, but you want to come out there and point guns at them, it's not even... Instead of saying, these people are against this trash government, I'm against this trash government too. I'm going to let them go on where they need to go so they can harass this Democratic governor and them removing some of these gun laws and everything else, red flag laws, is going to help me too. Mm -hmm. Like, And I just think it's not enough people that think like that and I don't want to, I, I, I just, you know, I know you're ready to risk it all, but if I'm risking it all, it better be really, really worth something. Mm-hmm. It's not going be for a politician to use me as a talking point. Like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah, I, but, and I'm not doing it lightly if anyone thinks that that's what it is. I think a big problem that we all have is is we're misconceiving each other. And in, and we're not seeing each other's perspective, and the reason why that's happening is because we're not actually talking to each other enough, right? So that's how all these things happen. Now, ultimately, I think that this is going to sound horrible, but most people in the world are sheep. Most people, okay, true. most people are sheep. I don't care about those people, okay. <laughs> uh, when I when I'm communicating with people, I'm trying to figure out who they are, and if they don't like me or whatever it is, you know, it's all good you know i'm trying to find the people that i have affinities with that i can relate to we don't have to be best buddies and all that kind of stuff we don't we don't all have to bow down to each other's beliefs they just need to understand what we're saying and i feel like there's a lot of people who understand that and what the barrier that's keeping us from finding that out is communication okay so for sure, there's bad people out there and there's a lot of sheep and that's why things are going to go wrong. But this planet didn't always have seven billion people on it. It didn't.
2: I get I I just like. Oh, what my point, what I was actually saying about, you know. People is that, for example, when I was at the 2A rally with the Black Lives Matter 757, Mm -hmm. you have a lot of people that's out there that's supportive because they they believe in the Second Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't... You know, you have some people that they're super okay with government overreach in certain lights, Mm -hmm. and then you have me. I'm just not ever cool with it. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not cool with that. Like... And people get uncomfortable, and it's now, like, now you against the police. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, if the police are doing something unconstitutional, they're threatening your life, I'm okay with you shooting them today. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a civil war. I I feel like, in that regard, I'm consistent and unfair because even now, you have some people really pushing. I just don't, like, I mean, you see the shirt, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I just, it's the whole authority you know, I can tell you what to do. I got the badge type energy. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about the principles, allegedly, that this country was founded on, as I'm told, these were super rebellious, like, nah, dude, I'm doing what I, the heck I want to do type people, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes when I say that. You know, I, maybe it's because of how I look. I don't know. People mm. don't take it the same way mm. as the Tunka, Troy, Tunka truck guy in Mississippi. Because mm-hmm. when he do it, it's like,
0: oh, you know. <laughs> I understand. I understand what and you're saying. And when
2: I say it, it's mm. like, you hate the police. You, you, you inspiring people to shoot the police. No, like that's not what but I, I could t-
0: And I could tell you that that's because we all can't access this information. So right here on this show, my friend who was in the chat, I don't know if he's still there. He's a Connecticut police officer. Right. And he's been on this show. And you know who attacked him?
2: Other police bunch officers?
0: Of, bunch of those, bunch of those uh, I mean, I don't see who's out there, but I could tell you we could just be racist and assume it's a lot of white dudes out there. <laughs> it's a lot of white dudes that are actually looking at this. All the white dudes throw your hands in the air <laughs> and, 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 you know, throw your rollies in the air and shake them like you just don't care. There's a lot of dudes out there and they, they there were a lot of people pissed off at him. John Crump, that I was just talking about, is one of the people that was attacking him. Now, we're all friends. We're all friends. I'm just trying to tell you, they came down on him because he's, a, because he's a police officer. Something got said, they got triggered. So there's other people who feel like you, but you're right. It's, it's, this thing happens that, you know, we have more empathy for someone who looks like us over someone for some reason we don't think they look like us. Not all of us are like that. It depends on our life experience, right? And if you have life experience with lots of different kinds of people, you don't necessarily see things that way. That doesn't make you bad. However you grew up, you may just not have a lot of life experience with other people and realize that the color of someone's skin is not that much of a factor. But this happens, it happens in life. I could tell you, I could just tell you guys this story. Uh, I remember when I first moved to Florida, and or where I start first moved to where I live where we live now and um I started buying guns and there was a guy who had his own FFL and I went out there spoke to him on the phone most people when they talk to me on the phone think I'm a white dude until like yeah it I happens ask Lola all the time she's from Maryland she sounds like a white girl from Maryland on the phone I don't know I guess I sound like a white dude so when we sh- Lola and I showed up there at this guy's place and he was He looked like Gandalf. That's the best way for me to describe him, right? (laughs) Very tall, older white guy. Looked like Gandalf and all that kind of stuff. But like, just imagine Gandalf as a biker, right? That's what he looked like. He had on his, he's been riding motorcycles since he was like about, I don't know, 10 years old and he stole his first motorcycle. He grew up in Detroit and all that. But the look he had on his face when I rolled up there, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this guy might not have realized that a black dude is rolling up here to get a gun. Okay, so when Lola got out, the look on his face was like his jaw dropped, and I was like, oh man, maybe this went even worse, right? Than what I than what I thought when he saw Lola. Okay, when we actually started talking to each other and all of that kind of stuff, I actually found out this dude was like more black than I am. He grew up in Detroit, all his all his friends were were black he w- he wanted to be a black panther black panthers wouldn't even allow him in the black panthers so he started something you can go look this up on wikipedia called the white panthers he's one of the founding members of that because he wanted to support the black panthers they wouldn't let him cuz he was white and and the look on his face he had that look when lola stepped out because she looked like the first person that he was ever in love with and when he saw her he thought he was like seeing a ghost or you know, something from his, it was, it was like he, he didn't know what to do. So I'm just telling you all of this because perception, right, how we see things, like I'm looking at that like, oh crap, and that's happened to me, that exactly what I thought was gonna happen, happened and that person was put off because they didn't realize I was a black person, but that's not what happened in his case, you know, and he's a good friend and a good dude, but if you just look at him from the outside, you just see this white biker guy and whatever, and you're assuming all of this. And this all happens because we don't communicate with each other. Are there people that hate us? Yes. But are there people that love you because of the way you look? Yes.
2: No, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about on a personal level of me getting along with people because I've met people from all different walks of life. What I'm saying is people having a a consistent position, a consistent position on who's going to be enforcing the unconstitutional laws Mm -hmm. it's who's going to be showing up at the front door
0: right I I agree with that I agree with that the only thing we could do is root that out we talk about that here all the time Mm -hmm. see here's the thing before we got into all of this and Joanna you could I mean I don't know how long you've been watching but the guys out there know before we got into this crazy ass year we always talked about cops that's why I had my friend come on Oh, yes, I
2: believe you. That's
0: why he reached out to me. He was like, okay, as a cop, I want to talk about what I'm hearing you talk about because a lot of things I agree with you on. The thing is, is that all of a sudden we all got divided again because that's where they wanted to push us off to. But we were all united in the fact that there's too many cops, they're not trained, not properly vetted, they're not when things go wrong, people aren't dealing with that situation. We all agreed with that. There's too many powers, they shouldn't be no knock raids and this thing and that thing. We I don't know who doesn't agree with that.
2: (laughs) You must have a really dead like just tight following then or supporters because Uh, listen
0: uh, most of the time these guys get mad at me like i said when when i have cops cops come on they think i'm too nice to them
2: i had somebody that went off on me for even said like i just wanted to interview a cop and they're Mm. like I'm like, don't, first of all, don't tell me what to do because you know how I feel about that. Don't mm-hmm. tell me who I cannot talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, even me, I'm like, I never want to get to the point where I'm in an echo chamber. So mm-hmm. I challenge myself to talk to people I don't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. or I don't, you know, we may be different and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I've gotten that pushback before.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, you know, just I've just seen a lot of people who, I have seen a lot of people who automatically choose the cop side
1: mm-hmm.
2: in certain situations, and I'm like, but y'all mm-hmm. are the same people that saying, don't tread on me. Mm-hmm. Don't, you, like, you can't take my guns. Mm-hmm. You know, government overreach. This is unconstitutional. And this and the other. So I just look for some type of consistency. This goes back to the McCloskeys. Mm-hmm. It's like, how is the 2A community being represented? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I think,
0: uh, I, I think that we do in, in the gun community in 2A, we do want to do things about that, of course. And we've been talking about uh, like red flag laws and all this kind of stuff. And, and that these guys have too much power and they're going to use the police to go after us. And the police is becoming militarized, Right and and becoming too tactical and you know are they preparing are they preparing to do something against us and all of that kind of stuff there's been people talking about that but look i was looking at alex jones on on crowder today right they had this conversation it's being had out there the problem is is we're getting divided everyone's not seeing what everyone's doing and because of that, we're not organized and we're not moving and dealing with things. Everyone's really, really, really distracted right now. And what we should do, if we want it to be effective, when there's certain problems, we all get together and we agree this is a problem and figure out how to deal with it and we make it happen. The problem is the politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, they don't want to do that. They don't want to fix problems. We have to make them fix it or we have to get rid of them. And ultimately
3: boils down to is is um, what you're saying right now, because the the problem with with Leo's is they have to enforce the laws that are out there. So how do we fix that? Well, you, you know, take out the politicians Mm -hmm. who are making those laws. And then in regards to the defunding or funding issue, I think it's a bit silly to say, well, let's just defund them, because one of the biggest problems with Leo's is that they don't even know the laws. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at a Florida Carry event where one of the speakers was a retired Leo, and he talked about the fact that. I mean, how many of us know that we know more about gun laws than the actual people enforcing those laws?
0: Then they shouldn't. You know? Then they shouldn't be there. We need less police officers, but better vetted, not, better trained, and we yes. all need more guns. That's
3: yes. <laughs> But the problem, one of the problems, is not the actual people. Yes, there's bad people, mm-hmm. but there's also good people that just haven't been trained properly. Think about, you know, how long a course is. It's a six month course. Do you think you're going to learn all the laws in six months?
0: No,
2: absolutely not.
0: Mm-hmm. But also, <laughs> first of all, we don't need all these damn laws.
2: We don't. We don't we need don't. it. That's the first problem. Yeah, first thing. Now you're causing me to interact with the police too much, anyway.
0: Exactly. The second thing is police officers should have very specific jobs, right? It should be a very specific thing. Um, but what's happening is they're being, they're, they're like, they're moving around trying to uh, please politicians in a lot of cases. And this is why I was, listen, the local sheriff in America needs to come back. It needs to come back. I'm telling you, it's an awesome, amazing thing that it's too bad that there's places getting rid of the local sheriff because he gets elected by the people. He has to know those people. He has to get reelected. He's got to deal with their issues. And so like where I live, there's I, I, I have never gotten a speeding ticket there, right? Knock on some kind of wood, right? But that's not their job. They're not really out there. Those guys who pulled me over come out there to do... Speeding tickets, right? So the thing is, and they do it within, like there's territories that encroach on each other that they could go to, and they go there to do speeding tickets so they can get money. My sheriff's department is a small department and they're just trying to keep everyone safe and get rid of the, you know, there's certain crime there that they wanna get rid of and and drugs and things like that that they're dealing with. And not not that I'm saying that I even agree with that, but they have a very limited job that they could be doing. What's happening in other places is there's a lot of cops and they're trying to figure out what to do and they're just going in directions because politicians want them to go in those directions. And yes, they don't even know. They don't, they're not even aware of the laws and what they're doing, but only we're the only people who could fix that. We have to get in there and say, nope, this has to end. Sometimes it takes like when, um, and I know we're running, we're running a little late here. When that thing happened to me, that I got pulled over. This was a situation where like every, uh, what was it, Easter Sunday, there was a black family out there. They had this big massive party. A lot of people came. Those people went to stores and robbed the stores and did all kinds of crazy stuff. So what what the cops, what this sheriff's department did is every year they would go out there and any black person driving down the road, they would pull them over. Because they were trying to do counter intimidation, except there's a lot of black people trying to go through there just to get home. That's how that all became a problem. And the way that I knew about all of that, or even that I could get the footage, was that someone on that department, who's a white guy that knows me, said, this is what happened to you. I know what happened to you. And you need to get that footage and you need to put it up on the internet, right? He knew I was a YouTuber. I didn't want to do it because I didn't want these guys harassing me. So I did it and it changed a lot of things. When I put that up, they stopped doing that. They never did it again. They retrained the police officer who took my gun from me if you, don't, if you don't commit a crime in Florida, they're not supposed to take your gun. He also, when he checked my CCW and they told him it's valid, he read the serial numbers off my Glock. That's assuming I stole it. So they got retrained for all that. On top of that, the, the, the rest of the guys in that department made fun of that guy until he left. Right? So, and then there's other guys I knew that were in other departments that came into that department. This, things happen. And like I just told you, that that sheriff, she's not there anymore. Someone else is there. It could get worse. It could get bad or whatever. Um, the moral of this story is we have to get in there and do things even when they make us feel uncomfortable. I was prepared to get out there every year that they, because I was like, oh, they do this every year. I'll get out here every year and, and show that until they stop. It's... I don't know, it's, I, I'm, I feel uncomfortable. I can't even watch the video myself, even though it's up there. And it's probably one of the bigger videos on my channel, but I had to do it, even though it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm telling you, I've traveled all over America and I've met people in law enforcement and they've seen that video and usually, I can't think of one instance of someone I know in law enforcement that saw that and thought that what happened to me was cool. They all like, that's BS. So that's how we deal with it. We put it out there, we put it on blast, and we keep doing it and make people keep looking at it and keep saying, what's up with this, until we make something happen. Because the alternative of that is the thing that none of us really want to do. We don't want to be here just fighting all the times when we see each other in the streets, like this is Mogadishu. Right? So it's the I don't know. I think it's the only way. Let me get this. Let me get this in. And then I'm gonna let you guys get the last words in here, because obviously I got a big mouth. Uh, James Miller gave us a couple of bucks here. He says uh, there are lots of former military that aren't happy with where things are headed. If they have to get off the couch, they won't stop at half measures. Um, And that's from him. Uh, And and we can go through. There's a whole bunch of comments here. I really appreciate everyone getting in here and commenting. We didn't let Joanna get a word in edgewise too much here. (laughs) Uh, Is there something that you do want to say, Joanna, before we go?
3: Um, Someone mentioned something about them not knowing the laws is... is not an excuse and i meant in the sense that they don't the leos don't know the laws in terms of our rights mm-hmm. so sometimes we like what you were saying happened to you where they took your gun that's mm-hmm. actually what i was referring to mm-hmm. um they don't know how to handle people who are concealed carry holders mm-hmm. so um that i think is really really important for people like for instance the uh ryan Whittaker is the mm-hmm. is the gentleman we were referring to mm-hmm. who got shot from the noise complaint we referred back to him um a little while ago. Oh, that's
0: is that's who that's who Rondo was bringing up, right? Ronnie yeah. Whitaker? Okay.
3: Um yeah, I think that's a huge training issue. Um and I think that they're a little trigger happy, especially, you know, with they act I think this is a problem across America where we just People who own guns are treated like criminals before, you know, just on basic. We're not
0: vetting people. Listen, everyone should not be a police officer. I'm just going to say that. And by the way, like, because we're mandating that you have to have so many black people, white people, men and women, we're not getting actual good police officers. Okay? And that's a problem.
3: problem Yeah, I have a problem with defund the police. I I believe that the problem is not going to be solved by that. I think Mm -hmm. we need to, you know, make change happen. Uh, where you have increased training, where you have, you know, I don't think sending social workers to a domestic violence situation is going to solve the problem. But I do think that, you know, you're going to have to spend more money in training um, these people, one, to vet them better, and two, to get them to be trained to, you know, know what to do. If if there is a situation like that, don't shoot the guy in the back like they did with that poor man. Um, So that's what my take on
0: Mm -hmm. it is
2: in terms of that comment.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. What do you think, Rhonda? I'm gonna try to not keep us going.
2: (laughs) And that was my point. That was my point that I'm making earlier. Like I was making earlier. How disgusting is it to sit here in a country that is about the two A? Like that is one of the most distinctive things about American culture. How did we sit here and so casually say, oh, some of the police officers, they don't even know about our rights? Like what? Like, when did that even become okay? Mm -hmm. How do we have police officers casually killing CCW holders? That makes no sense.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't. There's no there's no reason. There's no excuse for that other than we're just not, you know, we are not we vote for people and we put people in office in positions over us and they use that as leverage against us and we don't put any pressure on them. We don't hold them accountable.
2: I think that's another... um, I don't know. I just think that's too broad, right? Mm -hmm. Because even now, like, you know, the last time I was here, we talked about Chicago and how can we fix Chicago? And you said the people there have to want this. At some point, it has to be forced because after so long, you have so many corrupt cities. Even now, just looking at the DNC, do we really think like look who's standing up there joe biden seriously yeah. like seriously
0: we but if, we, really- if we if we if we if we force if we force chicago or la or any other place um the problem with that is we will have to continue to occupy it it's just like iraq or afghanistan or anywhere else libya or whatever that's the problem with that i think that i you know it's it, the choice is one of those two Okay, but having to force it on those people is worse. Sometimes it's just better to let these cities completely just go to rot, right? If the people inside of the cities don't care enough, then it has to go there. And that's for all of America. If we don't care enough about America to make a difference and to fight all the fights that we have to fight, Including the ones where we don't fight where we just sit down and talk to each other. If we don't do that Then we deserve for our civilization to burn down to ashes and fall into the ocean and disappear We deserve that Okay, if someone has to come into America and fix our problems They're gonna have to occupy this place forever And that's the same thing with if we decide to go to Chicago or or Miami or LA or any other place and fix it by force which they don't want it's you know Portland or whatever We'll always have to occupy that place in order to keep the peace there. We need to keep the peace. That's our job as people. You know, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. If we care about the people that we love, our family members and all of that, our friends, and we care about America, we have to do this job. We can't just abdicate it to anyone else like we did with politicians. We have to do it.
3: Regarding cities, I think that they're doing it to themselves. Um, I saw an article that said that New York will never be the same. Um, Mm. I think Portland will never be the same. I think a lot of these cities are basically just self-imploding right now, whether it's the economics of um, the massive shutdowns. Um, You know, de Blasio pretty much destroyed single-handedly New York. All the wealthy people, all the businesses leaving. So what's going to be the outcome of that? I don't think it's going to come back to normal, and I think it's going to end up being a ghost town, and eventually will implode on itself. People will move away, and you know maybe they, the the left did it to itself. I'm kind of hoping that's the. I think that's um, one of the things
0: of that. that could happen, or all of these cities like Chicago's Rhonda's saying they could just keep going like this, and we just keep funding them to go like this, and we all just keep paying more taxes. <laughs> You know, and whoever's out there working or building a business and doing anything, we all carry those cities. That's why we're seeing a lot of these riots and stuff like that, right? Because a lot of these places want to get bailed out. That's what's happened. They've already actually destroyed those places. So now they're like, okay... Either we've got to pay these bills or we get foreclosed on or all of this starts shutting down. And now we don't have cops and we don't have sanitation and we don't have public transportation and all this kind of stuff. Someone's got to pay for it.
2: I just think that, oh, they can just vote for somebody else. I just think this, I, I won't say a cop out, but I think it's just very because even even looking on a national level, even when you're looking at, you had federal agents in America colluding against a Republican candidate. You have a DNC that cheated Bernie in 2016. You had a DNC that cheated this year in cahoots with the media. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now if Biden gets in there, are you going to say, oh, well, Hey, even though I didn't vote for him, you know, we we deserve this or whatever the case may be. I feel like some of these cities are so corrupt. They're so far gone. Sometimes you don't even have any other type of candidate offering anything different. And sometimes people just, you know, you may be a child that's still with your parents. You may be somebody that's staying there to maybe Uh, care for a family member or it may just be several reasons you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and just to 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 make it like oh just stop voting like that you know I just think that's such a it's just not a full way to look at things in terms of how they're going now you have a lot of these cities going this way even the ones that are uh Republican led as well. Mm-hmm. These things are happening in increments. Um, and so I just, I mean, I don't know. I think, and this goes back to what you asked me earlier about, you know, are you intimidated about, you know, what's going to happen and da 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 da? No, I think it's going to get to a point where there's going to have to be some force. Mm-hmm. There's going to have to be. I don't care. I don't care who you put in there right
0: now. We are slowly moving towards. Who's going to. So who do you think is going to exert that force?
2: Who do I think is going to exert that force? Yeah. What do you mean? Like so, as far as the politician? Well, oh. if
0: someone's going to have to go in there and clean up the cities, who's going to do that?
2: It's going to have to be us. Okay. it's going to have to be the people. I'm not saying I don't think militarized police should come in there and but I think I think right now we put politicians on way much of a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these politicians think they're celebrities. You're not mm-hmm. celebrities, you're a servant. You're not a parental figure. You work on my behalf. My taxes are are um paying for you to be here so i feel like if more citizens had that attitude i had that same attitude with the police mm-hmm. no i'm like i respect people because i'm just a nice person i'm a mm-hmm. sweetheart i respect people in general mm-hmm. however you know you're not gonna run all over me mm-hmm. you're not gonna just talk to me any type of way because of this authority mm-hmm. that's been bestowed upon you i do not believe in it mm-hmm. i believe these people are servants you work you you're supposed to work on our behalf yeah, right and I'm consistent about that police officer, p- politician, Everyone. whoever it may be. And yeah, I do think at some point, whether we're talking on a city level or we're talking about like a local level or a federal level. Yes, I do think at some point, you know, whether you want to call it a civil war or boogaloo mm-hmm. or any times or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I do think at some point that's that's in
0: the car. Yeah. It's charity begins at home. And what I mean by that is that we have to start with ourselves and and then move out from that, right? And deal with the, like our immediate circles, you know, your family, etc. and and keep moving out that way. And if, you know, if it comes to that, then we have to come to, it has to come to that. But I don't see us in America like for example, I'm in Florida and I'm out where I'm at. I'm not getting up and going to Portland to fix Portland. Right. Right? But I will fight. I will fight for where I'm at. And I right. will fight for Florida. I've been doing that. And I've taken a lot of blows for doing that over the years. Right? But I'm I'm, I'm willing to do it. You, you understand what I'm saying? So we all have to decide that. But, yeah, it's true. It's I don't know. Inevitably, it's going to come to that. Because politicians won't voluntarily do it. And the people who are living there won't do it. They're just going to go, you got to come save us. It's like people in other countries... Who are, you know what, America, come save us. You know, like, for example, just look at Beirut. They they stored all these, uh, all these uh, you know, nitrates. <laughs> what was it? What was it, like 6,000 pounds? I think it was more than that. They stored all this stuff over there, had it for years, got warned. It blew up and devastated the place. And now they're like, America, what's up with you? Come do something about it. Right? So... That, that's the problem. People in the cities of America are like that. You know, they're instead of getting in there and fixing their problems, look at New York City, they keep electing people who are corrupt. They keep electing people that are corrupt. You expose all these politicians, people keep voting for them. Right? And I'm not just saying that happens with Democrats, it happens with Republicans, but that's the problem. We have to start holding people, we have to start holding people accountable, and it's up to us, no one else is gonna do it, and probably a lot of older people are too tired to do it. So someone at some age range, someone who cares about America has to do it. This is what happened in the beginning of America, there were people here who got together and decided to rebel against the king in England, okay? And they had a lot of stuff going on. Some of them had a lot of good things going on. Some of them didn't. They took a risk. They took a chance. Some of them died. They, you know, but they went out there and they did it. And and that calling may come again to us that we have to decide. Hey, we're going to go out there and we're going to do this, but it's not going to be fun. So, um, that's you know that's the unfortunate thing. Listen, we could we I could keep doing this. <laughs> I could keep doing this, but I don't I don't want to keep you ladies. Uh, you know, going, going here and going. So we, we got to do this again. You got to come back. Do you like, do you like coming on the show?
2: I, I do. I enjoy Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I like your stuff. I'm always telling Lola, did you see, did you see what Rhonda Mary, did you, <laughs> <laughs> did you see what she said? So I recommend that people go out there and follow you on social media and stuff like that. I recommend you do it also with Joanna from Latino Locked and Loaded. Let's do this. We'll go to Joanna. How can the people follow you, Joanna? How can they keep in touch with you? What's the best stuff for those folks out there to do?
3: You can follow me on Instagram at Latina Locked and Loaded. And also check out our podcast on Sunday nights at 7. It's the Locked and Loaded Latinos. It's with an ampersand on youtube and spotify and itunes and all that jazz but check us out live sundays at seven on youtube
0: awesome awesome and i and i've checked in on it it's a great show also i like your i like your hair like this i don't know if that's inappropriate <laughs> yeah. or whatever but i like the hair like this okay so ronda mary what can the people do where do they need to go where do you actually respond i think people out there want to you know want to know like where's the places i could go comment and stuff like that and she's going to respond so
2: they where they can go talk to me yes on twitter i'm the most i'm the most active on twitter but youtube is like my like top platform okay so i'm Mary on youtube on twitter and instagram on ronda mary vids okay um the is ronda mary Bids, and then i have anti-status t-shirts available now and my Rhonda mary dot, my dot com. awesome um so yeah i'm pretty much if you type in ronda mary you can find me on all those platforms
0: yes absolutely so if you folks out there want to see more ronda mary more of joanna latina locked and loaded let us know even if you don't i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell lola you know i think the people want to see more of them so <laughs> we'll make it happen but i think it's a really 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 great conversation Uh, I'm glad we had it. I know that for some people, it's like, you know, not necessarily what you want to hear. That's how the world works. (laughs) You're not going to like everything that you're hearing. That's our opinions, and you have yours. What I try to do here is get everyone to kind of have this exchange of ideas. And we're going to do this again tomorrow. We're going to do it Friday. We're going to keep coming back and doing it. Uh, I'm not planning on stopping right now unless we actually boogaloo or whatever the hell it is everyone's planning on doing and guess what I'll probably still be out somewhere running my mouth so you can rest assured that's gonna happen um, so here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna tell everyone to go to hankstrange.com sign up for the email list big thanks to Franklin Armory I'm gonna hit the uh, the button here to pull, to roll in the end let's roll it in All right. thanks everyone for joining us make sure you guys smash the thumbs ups Ring the bell so you could be notified whenever we go live. Uh, we're going to rip this audio out of here, and we're going to put it up on iTunes and everywhere else. We've got people listening to us in Iran, in Germany, all over the world. Okay? Uh, I saw some people in Ireland. I don't know why there's a bunch of people in Ireland that have been listening to this. Shout out to people all over the world that are listening to this. You could do it on iTunes and Podbean and Spreaker and all those places where you listen to the audio stuff um james miller says hank will be the boogaloo correspondent. <laughs> okay so thanks so much to Rhonda mary i really appreciate you coming on thanks so much to joanna latina locked and loaded make sure you go follow these guys okay and then tell them you know that you heard about them on hank strange and uh thanks so much everyone we are out of here we'll see you tomorrow who wants the last word who wants the last word
3: go for it Rhonda. no 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 you go ahead <laughs> everyone have a wonderful night
0: there you go awesome well done well done we're out peace
3: (laughs) bye